Welcome to If These Balls Could Talk, where each of us brings forth five topics to discuss. I'm Mark, and of course, as with us always is John and Pete, and joining us is our special guest, Natalie Burnett. Welcome to the podcast, Nat. Hey, guys. After some technical difficulties, we got her on. <laughs> All right. We're, we're, we're here. We're here. I have in, my tech support shirt on, so I'm ready. <laughs> I know. So apropos. Uh, how's everyone been? How's everyone been? John, let's start with you. That's a good word, Mark. Apropos. I love that word. Did you learn that <laughs> word in college? I don't know where I learned that word. It might have been actually a crossword uh, thing. So it's anyway. um, COVID day eight, and I still haven't slept in my bed. But How are you feeling? I feel great. I'm better. But um, we're going to day 10 because I tested positive on Monday. Oof. That's rough. Don't want to give the ladies COVID for the weekend, so that, that would suck. And so... Um, no, we do not want to At least do that. I have a brand new couch, and my couch is comfortable. Ooh. <laughs> so that's cool. That's cool. I, I'm not a crazy mm. person. I don't mind that at all. Pete, how are you? Uh, doing all right. Got how's uh, the wife and baby watch 2023 going? She, baby she's watch doing well. 2023. Thankfully, not not quite as nauseous as she's been. So things are hopefully turning towards the better on that end. Oh, what do we do this weekend? Congratulations on finishing Ted Thanks. Lasso, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a sign that she's doing better, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mark and I had a good talk about Ted Lasso and some uh, some little a little tidbit at the end. Jeez, so, that show was good this season. It was really mm-hmm. good. It's definitely worth checking out. All right, uh, let's say we get to know our friend Nat, shall we? Uh, so let's start with the reason we're all clearly here. You are the co-host of one of our favorite 90s theme movie review podcasts. Uh, tell us what it's like to start an internet brand, getting to do it with your best friend, hey Katie, and <laughs> trying to keep it fresh every week. Well, really, we're not really creating a brand. We're kind of at the moment where we're just doing it for ourselves, and we just replaced our like Thursday night Zoom call with with a podcast oh that's it i mean that's the most katie thing ever katie's like you know we should just record it and put it on the internet (laughs) i'm I'm waiting for her to have a reality show i really am (laughs) i would watch that show. (laughs) i think you've been watching that for the last 30 30 years though right Nat? absolutely a little more than 30 years (laughs) (laughs) we'll say 30 i like that that's good 30 years (laughs) but yeah we've just doing it we'll just pick a movie at random from the 80s or 90s sometimes we hit the 70s i feel like we might hit the 30s or 40s at some point and maybe one day we'll get closer to today but i'm incredibly not. excited for usual suspects tomorrow hmm. i yes. will be watching because that's one of my favorite movies ever it did you- coincide with some really bad news this week about rapey spacey and rapey i spacey. just uh. Is he Sorry, bad news about that? Wait, he's back in the news? I, I thought he was, was yeah, like officially I canceled. Anything new. Oh, well, I mean, he should be in jail, and that just yeah, keeps coming that. up. And new mm. people, for reasons he should be in jail, keep coming up like this week. That was in the I've got to remember that hashtag, oh. Rapey Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> that just came out. Sorry, but accurate. No, it's, totally <laughs> no, it's fine. fine. I felt so betrayed by the by him. I, like, he was one of my favorite actors, and I heard all that. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, It's so disappointing. Yeah, like, it's so disappointing. You don't do bad things, people. <laughs> he yeah, still thinks he's going to get work, which he is No. Nobody can hire Kevin Spacey for anything. 
I mean, they had a hard enough time rebooting John Travolta after that whole Scientology movie, so... Oh, yeah. It's 100% less They can barely recover that. I don't think they could recover Kevin Spacey. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That Scientology movie was also very bad. I don't even remember it. I think I just blanked it from my brain. That's good. Good to Okay, I'll I'll keep it blanked. (laughs) John Travolta in Dreadlocks. That's all you need to know. Yep. He was totally believable. (laughs) Just imagine that, right? You're just this, like scientist astrologist and you're like i'm gonna do i'm gonna start a religion actually he was a science fiction writer yeah a science fiction writer exactly just a science fiction writer and it was just a science fiction book but he decided to market it as a religion and it surprisingly took and he just ran with that and made it into a a cult (laughs) into a cult for celebrities i feel like we often talk about save britney i'm like should we check on tom cruise like is he uh, okay he's fine <laughs> I don't are know you he sure wants to be saved not, he's not, like a billionaire and he can fly or drive anything that he, he got wants. pretty he's deep fine. into it too didn't he he brought he got brought into the cult when he was extremely young very young mm. by an older that. woman mm. it, did katie know. holmes escape <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah katie, I, I katie think, made I, it out i think, I think nicole katie kidman almost got converted and then she Ooh. was out and i don't know yeah Katie Holmes also got out. Tom Cruise allowed to get out. Celebrity level, and then there's like the real thing. So it's like it mm. seems like it's likely that Tom Cruise has gasped a lot about it. But yeah, Holmes, yeah. there are so Fun many times. Yeah. <laughs> Look where we're going with this. I know. It's funny how we we start talking about movies and we end up in Scientology. <laughs> That's the show, uh, the right? Podcast, Katie yes. and I were talking about. 10 Things I Hate About You, and when I did a little research about, Good like, movie. where are the actors now? Did you know that Andrew Keegan just disbanded his cult? Because really? he was a huh. cult leader. Huh. I don't know. All these 90s people have cults. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, like Allison Mack, up. too, right? Keith Ledger oh, was in yeah. that movie, Oh, too, my gosh, right? yeah. Yes, Heath Ledger was in 10 Things I Hate About You. Right. Oh, we know yeah, where he is. Oh, well, sad no. panda. Sad panda. <laughs> we love him, though. He was amazing. Yes, he, he was, was amazing. Hold on, I don't have the question up. Pete! Because I was too engrossed in trying to get everything up and running this time. Pete, I bet you did a great job. I wasn't listening. So now, what's going on? How's life? <laughs> Me? Uh, I'm yeah. rocking the long COVID. It's, it's brutal. Oh, no. Really? For real, so. <laughs> All that care, and I'm you got long COVID it. the one time you left your house, oh, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It takes I'm one so person so- that you really I'm trust so to sorry, lie to sorry, dear. You. That sucks. Yeah. No, it was just allergies. I tested. It was just allergies. And it's like, actually, find out two days later, I didn't test and it's COVID. I'm like, yeah, I know. Ooh, I'm in the hospital. And now I have it. Oh. Oh. Well, that's I'm actually alive, perfect. though, so I'm winning. <laughs> Rock hey, and roll. I mean, Get that's it. right. Yeah. <laughs> better than being Auto-immune dead. Said, screw you to COVID. I'm just too stubborn to be- kick it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, let's hope that you make a full recovery soon. And that actually is a great segue into this next question. Um, so yes. while you've unfortunately been stuck in Canada for quite a while, you know, with the pandemic for, you know, a long time, yeah. um, we know aside from that, you're a pretty accomplished traveler. Uh, Steph and I have tons of memories running through airports, getting into cabs and other countries, not knowing the language and many other adventures. What is your favorite travel story and where is the coolest place you've ever been? So that's a good question. Favorite travel story. 
I was going to Australia with my brother. So we had this crazy cheap flight, but it took us a couple of stops through the US mm. um, to get to the other side of the world. It was like a 28 hour flight, Ooh. like trip. Wow, that's a long trip. So we went from Montreal to Detroit. Uh, no, Montreal to Chicago. Hate that. We almost had to have like an emergency plane come and refuel us because we couldn't land because it was too windy. So another oh city gosh. was going to send an airplane to refuel us because we circled in the air for two hours. Oh my Crazy. god! Over Chicago, like literally, Over like Chicago, three hours yeah. away from three well, hours away from your house. Here? Huh. So if the trip wasn't long enough, then you have wind. Yeah, we finally made it through there. We got all of our connecting flights. Now we're like 26, 27 hours into this trip. We ended up landing in Auckland, New Zealand, because um, <laughs> we had to change planes to get to Australia. So my brother and I are like sleep deprived, stressed out. We're in the airport. We have to go through security. So we're shoveling all of our little snacks and chugging oh, yeah. our mini bottles of water, <laughs> stripping off our belts, our shoes, our socks yep. and everything, putting it all in the bins. Mm -hmm. And these giant Maori guys are just standing there laughing at us, like the security guards. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh my God, we're going to get arrested for something. I have no idea what. They're like, did you guys just fly through America? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, in New Zealand, we have a shoes on policy and you could keep your snacks. <laughs> it's like the amount of security checks you have to go through through the US, even though you're already in security, is, is unique to really the US. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And it's only been that way since 9-11, when you think about it. Yeah. Like, if you've ever taken a flight before that, it was as lax as any other country. As a Canadian, I didn't need a passport to go to the U.S. before 9-11. So. Yeah. Used to, come a, used to come a lot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, growing up in Buffalo, we'd, we'd cross the border all the time. Like, <laughs> but yeah, vice versa. We didn't need more, more to Toronto, passport. but like Ontario was like across the river. <laughs> right? I remember we the didn't... first time um, we brought, uh, well, the first time that I was responsible for bringing uh pledges across the border into Montreal and uh, the Mountie was like no he was like so what are you folks going to be doing I'm like well we're going to go drink is that your best Canadian uh, impersonation it was okay <laughs> hey, if I have to do a Canadian impersonation I just pull my best Fargo accent and I know that's in Minnesota that's what I was but going for it's just I could do yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, yeah. that's probably type right that's oh, probably like Calgary Edmonton like all those central Canadian cities it's, it's actually really that the accent that people think we have, which I know I have an accent, but the accent that people think we have is really from like a small border town in Southern Ontario. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, your accent is Scottish, so. <laughs> <laughs> so in Montreal, we're very multicultural. And when we speak English, we tend to enunciate our words a lot. So mm. also good, depending on where I'm traveling <laughs> yeah, in the we... US, I get asked if I'm British all the time. They're like, are you from London? I'm like, <laughs> no. No, I can, hear, no. I, can, I can hear that. I can definitely hear some of that. Like, yeah, but yeah. It's enunciation. It, but it's you enunciate a, it's better than we do, so there's that. Yeah, it's just it's our like <laughs> regional sort of little accent <laughs> instead of e-accent. <laughs> See that accent? That's Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Pete knows no, about that. Trust me, I knew a lot of. Actually, there are a lot of Buffalonians even that like have a slight hint of that accent. It's how do you say that? Yeah. Ontarioian. I don't know. Ontario. Ontario person. I don't know. Ontario? A person Ontario? from Ontario. 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 Ontario
<laughs> and is there a hatred for okay so last time i was in ontario they told a lot of quebec jokes at your guys expense yeah, yeah. is there a, is a vice versa hatred between ontario and quebec um not really we just hate toronto but the whole country hates toronto <laughs> yeah toronto seems like the antithesis of the country almost yeah in, i mean like everybody else can find like common ground but no nobody likes toronto the only people that like the Leafs are like Japanese businessmen or mm. NHL Leafs. I'm yep. assuming you guys know. Yeah, we <laughs> know what you're talking about. On our topic. You can say the Leafs. It's oh, cool. yeah. No, yeah. they're arch rivals of my Buffalo Sabres going back decades. Are they? <laughs> well, Original six. Yeah. Okay. The Leafs yeah. probably don't care, but the Sabres do. <laughs> Pete, did you notice at Colin's party but that there was a woman wearing place. a Stars hat, and True. that is the the Stars goalie's mom? Apparently, found that out later. I was like, oh. "Wow!" Yeah. Oh, and to round off your question, the most beautiful place I've mm. been, Pete, is in Greece, just outside oh. of Athens, the Temple of Poseidon. I think it's Ooh. in Suyan. I I definitely okay. got the pronunciation the pronunciation wrong on that, but it's gorgeous. It's literally the most beautiful place I've been in the world. I don't think so. we were. That's awesome. Yeah, Greece is gorgeous. I I agree. Yeah. We were we were in Athens. I don't know if we were. I don't know if we made it to the Temple of Poseidon. We went. It's there. about like maybe forty minutes, mm. twenty to forty minutes outside of Athens. I can't remember because it's been a while. It's like huh. been. I have a picture of me standing there with a new pair of Nikes in front of the Temple of Nike, and so does Steph. Ah, yeah, we, we the Temple of Nike. <laughs> Yeah. When I was in Greece, the Temple of Nike was out for repairs. Oh, it's it's back now. <laughs> yeah, they literally like <laughs> they must have moved it back I... and sent it off to to England, <laughs> That's so that the hilarious. people at the museum could like do repairs on it, and then they were, they brought it back in pieces and reassembled it. <laughs> that would explain why that one looked really shiny and new, and all the other ones looked you know appropriately like twenty five hundred years old. I was like, we were up in the Acropolis. I was like, why does that temple look so freaking good? Damn, they built that yeah, one Yeah, they well. actually do some okay. upkeep. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, they're rebuilding well, I mean, the they Parthenon have to, right? right now. It, from it, the... has to, it has to move on. And sure. for it to move on, you have to keep it up. You know, They're slowly yeah. rebuilding the Parthenon using the same marble from the same quarry that they built it originally. That's, That's cool. really cool. I thought that was cool. But it's going to yeah, take the them like 50 Zeus years at this point. in Athens is like... Somewhere around three to eight thousand years old. <laughs> so it's like yeah, it's, it needs wow. a little upkeep. Yeah. There's, there's like three pillars yeah. left of it. <laughs> there's yeah. that much left, I think. I remember standing at the foot of it and looking up and I'm feeling like like not even an inch big. I'm like, I am an oh, yeah. insignificant speck in the timeline. <laughs> it's it's, it's insane. incredible. Yeah, the the history there, you can feel it. Well, the perspective yeah. of that is amazing. And to use that, I did want to take a moment to welcome Nat as our first international guest. Welcome. Oh, yeah. And as being one of the coolest people we know, uh, I want to take some time on the show to talk about your Canadian and Ukrainian roots, which we already have mentioned. Uh, what's it like being a citizen, uh, citizen of the world and being from two very different parts of it or more? How many yeah, and, more. How many languages, and how many languages do you know? I know about three. And then okay. some colorful words in other languages. <laughs> that comes with traveling. <laughs> um, so my, my dad's family was from Scotland. They immigrated to Canada after the First World War. Um, slash maybe my grandfather stowed away on a ship and sent money home to get his family over. 
And my mom's family was from Ukraine and they immigrated or were shipped to Canada after the Second World War when everything broke up in Eastern Europe. It's really cool because in Canada we have this immense privilege of like keeping our cultures and knowing our ancestral roots and experiencing them and expressing them without like we don't have to shift, we don't have to change, we don't have to... I, I'm saying that and I'm like, well, in Quebec now, except we're losing our rights as even Canadians. <laughs> That's a whole political story that we right. won't need to get into. But no, overall in Canada, like we consider ourselves all immigrants for the most part. Like I'm third generation immigrant is what I say instead of second generation Canadian. So we kind of have that mentality that we're all from somewhere else and we're here and we're really lucky to be here. And we have this space that we can share with the people from here. And we're really working on that. <laughs> And uh, we get to see all these different cultures, these different languages, different religions. It's like super normal and easy to hear. Like you hop on the city bus, you'll hear almost any language from around the world. So it's that's fun. So cool. <laughs> nice. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah, we're very, very, very lucky. <laughs> and also I pop down and see you guys all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We get a similar yeah. thing, at least here. Um, I always felt that Jamie had a good... Um, melting pot mix because she started in a public kind of an inner city public yeah. school and and so she like doesn't really um notice difference which is what we want right and i think that's really important and it's really important to teach it young um and to not be surprised by difference and so that sounds like a really great uh, it sounds like what the u.s tries to do and fails at i was gonna say isn't yeah, that supposed to be the premise of the models. u.s and it failed like the u.s has always had what is called the melting pot method and right. canada always had the mosaic method oh, so, so it's like we kept like okay. the different tiles of people and you guys were like no no you like you're here and it's the american dream and all of that mm. big celebration. that makes sense so, I got so you, like yeah. um yeah. different but the same versus different but next to each other right it's yeah like- i i find there's a huge cultural difference between canada and the u.s like mm. especially so down Absolutely. there pretty often but um, but a lot of people wouldn't. And especially when I travel, it's like automatically they're like, oh, you're a yank. And I'm like, okay, first of all, in America, not everybody's a yank. Okay? And I'm educating people about, about my yeah, neighbors. That's, that's the truth facts. That is that of the What's truth not- fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's true fact. Not every yank. Oh, dear. But yeah, you get called that when you travel a lot, so... We used to wear Canadian patches to differentiate ourselves, but now Americans do that all the time, too. So thanks, guys. Yeah. We do? Do we wear Canadian <laughs> patches because we're not proud of being Americans anymore? Because I could see that. It's happened. I actually met... <laughs> I was in Australia. We were off the coast of Airly Beach on a, on a boat cruise. It was a three-day boat cruise. And there's this one guy. So there's most of the tourists were either from England or from Germany. And then there's a bunch of Canadians. And there's this one guy and everybody's like, he's Canadian? And I was like, come here, kid. <laughs> Sit down and have a chat with him. Three seconds later, I'm like, so you're from Florida? And he's like, yeah, no, don't tell anybody that. I'm like, okay. Yeah, well. <laughs> come sit down with Auntie Nat. That, that's funny. Yeah. But I, from what I understand, even Americans are embarrassed by Florida. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's that's a truth fact. Especially lately. Everyone is embarrassed worse. by Florida. Yeah. You ever hear a Florida man, Nat? I was going to say the same thing. So there's something called Florida man, where essentially if you hear something that's pretty stupid that in the news, it usually happens in Florida. Well, more specifically, you can Google Florida man 
Yeah. And any day of the year, there's and a get news a article and get a ridiculous headline of the lines <laughs> of like Florida man has fight on freeway with alligator. Right. My favorite game is you put in your birthday in Florida and see what comes up. <laughs> yes, That's exactly. Probably That's pretty good. Probably a good collection of Florida man stories too, or Florida woman yeah, stories either sure. way. Uh, it's Florida it's listeners. We entertaining. <laughs> yes, Florida Florida listeners. We salute your creativity. Florida listeners, we salute <laughs> and you. insanity. So I feel like Florida is <laughs> real men of genius. You're being. Um, <laughs> There's an international travel advisory against going to the U.S. at the moment. I'm not surprised. Yeah, and I think it's it's in great... Well, I mean, it's a great many things, but Florida really got that ball rolling, so... Mm. There's a lot of travel advisories in Florida right now, and it's mostly about what we were saying. Don't yeah. travel to Florida <laughs> if you're that different. Yeah, there's some... That's some it. Scary... I've even heard it's internal. Like, don't go to Florida. Internally, they're saying that. Yeah. Yeah, no, there there are definitely travel advisories within the states between certain That's states. Seriously, it's, it's if it scary. looks like DeSantis is going to win the presidency in twenty four, we're all moving into your ca- your cabin. Yeah, yeah. Can- I heard Canada's nice. Norway looks beautiful. I don't recommend <laughs> no. the moment, but I well, like, right, Canada's on fire, so maybe not Canada, Canada overall. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can pretty much land anywhere; you'll be okay. Right, right. now, Quebec's it's on not fire. accepting. Uh, any immigrants unless they're from France. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Uh, it's just politicians. It's not the people that live here. It's like you can go anywhere in Quebec and people will always try to speak English or French and try to be understood. And especially yeah. the younger generation, they're like, yeah, we're done with these language politics because we want a job. <laughs> right. Whoever, whatever you, whatever we can communicate and understand each other in. Yeah. I, I'd imagine. Right. Yeah. It's even with the whole like wildfires that are happening now. Our our provincial leader, our premier, said, like, oh, we only want people to come and help from French countries. So the EU ended up sending, like, sort of the head of forest fires for the EU and brought over a whole bunch of forest fighters, thank God. Uh, mm. And she's like, look, firefighters speak one language and it's fire. They can communicate. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, you can go sit down with your language issues. Nobody cares. The country's mm-hmm. on fire. And it's like, Wait, did I see the, uh, the t- uh, team that came in from Africa and they were dancing in the airport, the whole t- team of forest fire fighters that uh, flew in. Oh That's yes. Cool. Yes. That mm-hmm. was beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was I beautiful. actually cried. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did. saw the video. Oh. Yeah. I'm a soft, I'm a squish. I cried everything. Happy, okay. sad, whatever. Uh, let's say we get started. Um, so now almost halfway through the Major League Baseball season and the small market teams are dominating the league this year. As of today, the Tampa Bay Rays and Baltimore Orioles have the best records in the AL and they are in the bottom three for team salary, believe it or not. Also performing really well, the NL Central leading Cincinnati Reds, NL West leading Arizona Cardinals and the Derek Jeterless Miami Marlins. You're welcome, John, who currently sit as the second wildcard team in the NL. Meanwhile, the New York Mets, Philadelphia Phillies, and San Diego Padres, of which all have payrolls over $200 million, are currently out of the playoffs if the season ends today. And then we know about the Yankees and the Red Sox, which we won't talk about. Um, so, everyone, will the emergence of small market teams revitalize scouting and slow down big contracts? No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> Next topic. I so, <laughs> not at all. I mean, it, it's good to think that the Orioles and like just the Rays, for ex- example, yeah. will keep it up, and they are sort of, but 
I don't think the Orioles model is sustainable. And we well, know that they the need three, to win a World Series. And we know at, that at the Rays one. model isn't sustainable because yeah. they haven't sustained it for 10 years. I mean, well, they put is, out a competitive team, but they haven't won a World Series. Yeah. And it's because everyone in Florida, we're talking about Florida, everyone in Florida <laughs> is from New York and nobody cares about the stupid devil race. <laughs> I mean, well, from what I understand, too, like people don't go to raise games because it's really hard to get in and out. They did build a, a uh, I guess, an on ramp very recently to make it a little easier, but I don't think attendance is up that much. That's the reason, Mark. They do need a new field, to too. That it's hard to get there. Yes. I mean, I, hell, I think I'd, that's a terrible reason not to go well, to a f- I work from game. home and it's very hard for me to leave home sometimes. <laughs> facts. <laughs> Truth facts. <laughs> I I was thinking if it did open up to more scouting, that would give more people that might have talent and less money a chance, like for young players coming up. Because now you have like sports schools and mm-hmm. like in clubs where it's like you go to a sports school and then you do like your extracurricular activities outside of school are all sports related because you're part of a club with training and coaches and and it's so expensive. That there's basically the only people that are coming up now are people that started off with money, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like you're just missing out on a huge talent pool if there's not scouting like there used to be where you're going to watch like high school games like in in all neighborhoods, you know, or going to small towns and like what I see I that really a lot interesting in about Montreal. baseball. Nat is that um, we get a lot of South American players yeah. from in yes. baseball. Scouts are going of- all over the world. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm thinking more like in our own backyard, so to speak. Mm. But yeah, yeah they yeah. do travel a lot. And you get a lot of players that like baseball is the only thing they do. Like the yeah. only thing. And it's because, right, they all play baseball. There's a possibility of making a lot of money. And so, I mean, already sort of what you're saying is happening, which is great. Um, yeah. I think that the the day of the, the full-time scout is changing because of technology. I mean, yeah. Analytics. You, know, you can analytics well you can send in a tape have a zoom meeting (laughs) you can scout anyone anywhere whenever right you can have the right guy watch the right player play the right game you know and i think that's really cool um i don't know if i would say that like the yankees or the red Sox or the mets aren't winning because they are bad teams though i mean i think those teams aren't winning because big market teams have a tendency to buy old players like old established players and overspend on and overspend on them. Like Carlos Rodan, who hasn't pitched a major league game yet at $160 million. (laughs) He has, he had his first rehab start today. Rehab starts. You have to do four rehab starts before you get back in a major league rotation. So we are now three months in. Uh, He has not, this is the first game he's pitched and it was for a double A team. And he has to do three more before he even plays one game, one game. So that's another month. And so, I think the the need to um, win right now is throwing all those big market teams off. Absolutely, it's a lot of money. Like it's a lot you guys of could money. Solve world hunger with like oh my god, probably yeah. what like one or two team salaries. <laughs> is a baseball player really worth thirty million dollars a year? It seems like an let's, let's I mean, it's a lot of money, right? It's it's an America's pastime. It's not. I mean, I enjoy it. I I grew up playing baseball. <laughs> you you want to fe- uh, feel a little like want, almost want to throw up. So the Mets salary, team salary, pretty much after opening day, the beginning of April, three hundred and fifty three million dollars. Oh, God. Damn. Seriously. And the Yankees, while it's also very large, it's only about 
you know, $75 million less. <laughs> Uncle Steve, what are you doing? Oh, Uncle Steve. That's so much money, guys. Yeah, so much money. I don't know yeah, if I'll yeah. ever see that much money in my low life. I'm, of course not. Well, I mean, no, you're no, going to be a real estate mogul. We already talked about that. I got to sell a lot I'm of houses to get 353 million. That ends yes. up being a left-handed pitcher. Fingers yeah. are still crossed on Kieran being a left-handed pitcher. I mean, we could probably teach him, right? <laughs> hey, I mean, oh, we could so teach him. Yeah. We could so teach him. Yeah. Just just He's tie his right hand into, behind like, his back all the time. Soccer than he is baseball. They haven't really got him into baseball. I'm like, you guys. Mm. <laughs> That's where the money's Missed at. Opportunities. Right? Well, they really wanted to get him into hockey. I mean, come on. Mm, of course. <laughs> Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if Scarlett is also like uh, learning how to play hockey. I think she'd be like an Probably. MMA fighter more than a hockey player, but she's scrappy. I could see that. <laughs> Apparently, she's she has purple hair clever. now too. Well, yeah, she has purple hair as of yesterday. She has purple hair now, so she can rock that while fighting. So I have a question about the real, real quick about the MLB and sure. going back to like you know players coming in. Is there? Is there a draft? I mean, I'm sure there's a draft, yes. but are, are there <laughs> like rookie contract yes. money caps so that similar oh, to money the NFL? Caps? Yes. No caps. So where, whereas no caps. Like the number one overall pick no can caps. only make this much money for their initial no, four no, no, year no, no, no. contract. But okay, most, most rookie contracts, like especially compared to NFL rookie contracts are so mm. small. Like, and, and they're usually, so just, just about all of them are developmental. So they're usually going to be signed for like five, six years, but it's for like peanuts. Cause you have to go through the minor leagues first. Yeah, you oh, don't, that's true. you don't it's get more, drafted more like in a baseball team and play young. right away. There's nobody who yeah. ever does nobody that. Go, nobody plays directly into the major leagues. Gotcha. And so, as an example, we've talked about him on the show. Pete Anthony Volpe is Anthony now starting Volpe. for the Yankees, but he was he was probably a top ten prospect. I think he was drafted third or fourth, and he's been in the minor leagues for five years, and he oh, literally just time. started to play. And so that's he's like NHL goalies. <laughs> yeah, he's making peanuts, but he's on the Yankees, right? And he's best friends with Aaron Judge, so it's all good. It's time for the next topic, okay? To talk about overpaid jerks, football legend Lionel Messi looks to be planning to make his MLS debut in July on the 21st. I almost um, talked about this. <laughs> Inter-Miami CF owner Jorge Mas told reporters Monday, uh, Messi, 35, said earlier this month he intends to sign for Miami, leaving Paris Saint-Germain, uh, although this deal remains to be finalized. Uh, the Miami Herald reported that Messi's contract is worth between 50 and 60 million a year and will include a salary bonus and equity in the club once he retires. Uh, Messi turned down offers from Barcelona and Saudi Arabia to join Inter-Miami. Amas said he believes Messi will help the MLS become one of the world's leading leagues. And so what are our thoughts on this? Um, a desperate attempt from an aging footballer or maybe something more? It's uh, not new. No, in this, it's definitely in not our new. League, in it's definitely American not new. League. In Montreal, a couple years ago, we had uh, Didier uh, Drogba who was like huge on Chelsea. He came from Chelsea. He played for La Côte d'Ivoire or the uh, Ivory, the uh, Ivory Coast. Sorry. <laughs> Transition. <That's okay. laughs> uh, brain fog. Um, so he came and said, I had heard when he was, when he was in Chelsea, he had, I thought like what people thought was like sort of a career near ending injury. And then it's like, okay, so now he's playing here at the Montreal impact in this, in our league. And and he was great here as a superstar, but it's not, it's not like watching a game in Europe or in the UK, no. our league. Mm -hmm. But I, fe I feel like bringing in these players gives us a chance to get sort of more 
fandoms going and more viewership going and more people going to games and more interested. So it's going to bring people in and it's also bringing in a skill set and a knowledge, right? And that's what the hope yeah. is for, especially in, yeah. in, in North America, including Canada and, and United States. And, yeah, it's, and you're it's, it's both of us. <laughs> you're absolutely right, Nat. This has happened before, especially so in the MLS specifically, it's happened with David Beckham and it's happened oh, with sure. Zlatan Abrimovic. I've I don't know if I got that last name right. I know his first name is Effie Zlatan. Well, I mean, uh, the same Wayne thing. Rudy, too. With Beckham, Beckham, mm -hmm. that was a dying gasp. I mean, 35 mm -hmm. feels old. 35 mm -hmm. feels old for any professional especially sports in, and in for soccer, especially football. footballers. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Now, the thing about uh, Messi, which I thought was really interesting, is Messi has really, like, he hit the pinnacle of his career, right? And, oh, and yeah. Argentina winning the World Cup. Yep. Argentina winning the World Cup. And... And so he's at a point, uh, like an inflection point, where he was already making, he was the highest paid, well, the second highest, right? Uh, but he was yeah, he the second highest player, football player, footballer. Mm -hmm. But he reached an inflection point where he can make a lot of money or he could do something really notable. And he's playing for Miami. Yeah. I mean, it just seems really dumb. And well, he's, he's all, he, I think he, uh, he also got an offer from a Saudi Arabian team or yep. Saudi Arabia yeah. backed league or, or yeah, whatever like that. That was that for more money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not the highest offer. He wants to play in the US. He wants mm -hmm. to. He wants to maybe nice I don't retirement know. slash immigration package. <laughs> yeah, retirement <laughs> yeah. slash immigration <laughs> package. True. Exactly. I mean, there's yeah. something else going on, right? But Messi is on the level. Messi is arguably the one of the top players in the world with Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, is is they're the two biggest names? Um, yeah. Well, yeah, Mbappe too. Are like right. two of the Euro names that I actually know. <laughs> but this this is very th this is in line with what happened in the seventies when when Pelé came over and and yep. played in the Americas. Now MLS wasn't around back then, but again there was the hopes that that big superstar the big this big international superstar would just break open the popularity of the sport. Now I believe that there's a better chance of doing it because. Their soccer has definitely blown up in this country, especially more recently. So At least could, I, mean, levels, I definitely yeah. want to see a, a soccer game with um, uh, with Messi. Like, I mean, that'd be that's super yeah, exciting. Game. You think that with like, because especially in the states, like you guys have such huge sports events. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. big. It's a lot of money. Like we were saying with baseball, and then with hockey. And, you know, like, is there enough money to spread around for soccer in the Well, States? that's the thing. Soccer is a lot less money than it is for basketball and football and baseball. Like, you can see a, a you can get a pretty good ticket at an MLS game. They'll yeah, probably be no, the same I mean, as the like, nosebleeds at Fenway Park. Can we get expensive players is what I mean. I mean, well, right. like, I are they going to the be like right. there in Europe where they, I think that's what the hope they is. Like, run a city? <laughs> so yeah, Moss is saying <laughs> maybe this is a start. Yeah. The, I, the idea of Messi has already made ticket sales go up tenfold. Mm -hmm. um, okay. yeah. And so his statement is that when Messi comes over, he's going to need to build a bigger stadium, which he has plans yeah. for. And so <laughs> I don't know if this is a marketing ploy, because it could be. You know, oh, look how popular we are. And, you know, fudge some numbers. And now... I, my backers say it's okay to throw $60 million at Lionel Messi or if it's real, mm -hmm. but um, he's getting um, equity in the team too, which I don't think yeah. has ever been done before. And no. so the idea that Messi can come own a piece of a football team and um, kind of retire in Miami is a pretty good deal for him, honestly. It's a pretty good yeah. deal. Yeah. There are worse places off, to be than Miami. Yeah. Right. And he comes off looking like a true ambassador uh, of the sport. Like, given us a gift. I, you, it I do think yeah. like this is a big 
I think a big part of it is marketing and PR for mm-hmm. soccer. All right. Are you guys still stuck on calling it soccer or are we starting I to call football. it football? I, I said football the whole time for you now. I, I call it football. It's very, it's very confusing in Canada because we call it both. And it uh, kind of just depends on the room you're in, you know? Yeah. I, I think we're kind of getting to the same place. We all just watched yeah. Ted Lasso, so we're all experts. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally experts on the yeah, football. So I have to say my... I quite occasionally... I, every season I go for see a few games in Montreal because we have the Impact Team or whatever they're called now. I think they changed their name, but I think they might have been might be changing it back. But anyways, mm. I went a to a name. game and there was this guy from like South London sitting in front of me. So that like grimy gangster accent that we see in all the movies <laughs> that we love, like very Guy Ritchie. Okay, right. And amazing. Th- it was a very bad game. The team was not doing well. This guy is like apoplectic. He's screaming. He's turning purple. And finally, he screams at the team. He's like, "That's why you call it bloody soccer because it ain't." football and he just stormed out of the match. oh my god i almost died i was like well he's right <laughs> that was Damn. amazing that and you That's should do awesome. that always yeah that was my favorite game it was terrible we lost miserably and i think it was to texas but regardless Ooh. it was Oof. To texas yeah are you gonna watch the world cup um probably not i'll i'll, I'll read the headlines <laughs> does canada have a good team uh women's team yeah. They do actually. They do. Yeah. It, I don't think they're on par with the Americans, but they're uh, they're pretty good. Their men's team is probably better than the Americans. Then again, most most men's teams are better than the American hey, men's. We, uh, we, we they they did better this, this year, time. Next topic. So the U.S. men's national team recently defeated Canada in the Concacaf Concacaf Nations League to win the title. In the final, both Chris Richards and oh my God, I'm going to butcher, butcher this. Falarnan Balagan. Scored their first international goals, becoming the first two ever to accomplish that feat. And Captain Christian Pulisic was also named the tournament's best player. In addition to Canada, the U.S. team also beat El Salvador, Grenada, or Granada, and Mexico to win the title. So, everyone, how do we feel about the U.S. men's national team after winning the CONCACAF Cup? Say it again. CONCACAF Cup. (laughs) (laughs) So, what other question is like? There's it is such a long acronym. I it's got to be it about is. soccer. <laughs> yes, Concacaf, Concacaf. Like, this is a football thing, guys. <laughs> it's definitely a football question. It's also like, a, so, I'm like, so looking at like a string of letters. I'm like, I don't know what this means. This was originally actually supposed to be the last question, but I I figured with the flow, John asked a, a, yeah. a football question, so I would yeah, also that's football. I think Christian um, Pulisic might be so one of the best young this, players in soccer. In, is in this football. sort of their win? Because I only kind of briefly looked it up today. Sorry. <laughs> is it kind of like akin to sort of like this the the football the soccer version of the miracle game from the eighties? Um, no, because this wasn't really an upset. Um, yeah. Like like, so that, like that, I know I had read some things like it's like oh like they're expecting Canada is like can, yeah, yeah, look yeah. Canada doesn't have the money to compete. No, at that they don't. kind of like no, soccer don't. level, we don't. Because I'm like, I know you have to buy your good matches, you have to buy your good locations to play. It's like there's this whole sort of alleged mafioso thing with soccer internationally. I'm like, Canada's mm-hmm. never going to compete on that level. <laughs> so <laughs> so for those the most corrupt organizations we in the whole world, time. right? Never mind that. Never mind that. So for so, for those that aren't aware, the miracle game that that Nat is referring to is the, the uh, from the ni- 1980s Olympics, Olympics. Yep, with nice. the, the the U.S. men's na- uh, hockey team versus Russia 
yeah. uh, which, you know, uh, they, they, they beat the Russians. Thank God for that. Uh, <laughs> and that actually was not the final. That was not the Gold Cup game. That was actually the no. semifinal game. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, Al, but Al Michaels, Al Michaels, that that would win Al Michaels was a do you believe in miracles? Yep. Yep. That yeah. was what put him on the world map of broadcasters, too. Was that and game. Kurt Russell. And Kurt Russell who made sure the movie. I have that yes. game on DVD. Oh, cool. The Actually, game it's itself? probably on Betamax, but yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I still have a functioning Betamax. Guys. Why aren't you guys called the <laughs> no, Betamax? Shit, that's Club. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> When they really? do a Betamax review, they sh- a seventies review, they should do a, put a Betamax on the maybe, website. Maybe, maybe, yes, be awesome. All right, so yeah, things. U.S. Men's National Team. I mean, again, so this is after the year after that they made it to um, the round of eight for the World Cup. I mean, should we get excited about the men's national team? Really? I mean, uh, I just said it, but Christian Pulisic is very exciting. He's, He's an very exciting. exciting. Player. I mean, He's very exciting. He's in the I Premier League, we, right? Right. He's in, and I. Th- I think the only reason, okay, that's... one of the reasons, one of the reasons that we lost um, in the World Cup is that he got kicked right in the balls. Mm. That does hurt. I mean, Ouch, we lost yeah. the game right after that because he couldn't be Christian Pulisic. Oh, and then he, you yes. saw his. Well, he's that. the only offense too. So yeah, he's the only offense. When you saw his performance in this in this tournament, I mean, yep. they look great mm-hmm. when he's on the field okay. on the when he's on the pitch. Nat, they look great the when pitch. he's on the pitch. Right, the correct uh-huh. terminology. That's... <laughs> That's another Ted Lasso. That's because of yeah. Ted Lasso right there. Of course yep. it is. We love We've you, all Ted become Lasso. slightly more intelligent regarding soccer slash football <laughs> because of watching Ted Lasso. What do you think, Nat? I think we should be excited. I mean, why not? Always support the team. Always. Like, if they have a chance, get excited now because it'll get them excited. You know, it's like you've got to. I mean, that's the True. thing with fans, especially when you're cheering for a national team. I mean, I've I've watched a few Olympic games where it's like there's no hope that Canada team Canada is going to win and I'm just like nope they're going to win and they do you know it's like you got to have faith it's <laughs> fun it's, it you just makes faith. it more fun when you're like possibly the underdog especially so you got to believe in your country right it's just yeah. fun to have uh, a team to believe in you know so Absolutely. it's like yeah let's cheer on especially if they're fight. underdog right because you oh, have low yeah, expectations completely. and if they win yeah. oh then the win the is like 10 times greater you know? yes Absolutely. yeah it's just that much better I mean, I, I feel like football in America itself is gaining popularity. I mean, it is. Absolutely. It, I think so. I, I think the thing that we run into is the thing that we run into a lot of B-less sports. is just like, for it to get better, we need better players. To get better players, we need to make more money. To meet more money, it needs to be watched, right? But it's, it's circular. It's all connected. And well, something, something that's going to benefit the MLS, too, is uh, like this time of year, so NBA is over, NHL is over, NFL will be coming up soon. All we really have is baseball. But no, we don't. We have soccer, too. Sorry, soccer. Um, you said it twice. So it's interchangeable. Soccer, soccer or football. Down. You just is, doubled down on soccer. I did. Is is a lot say in some respects easier to see than baseball because it's cheaper. There's not as many mm-hmm. people, so that's one reason it's it's it, it has the potential to to blow up in this country because of the other sports leagues that are just way out of proportion, especially when it comes to the price of the. Ticket. I think I think money is improved in in soccer in North America, and the play is improving. So from when the play is improving too, yes, oh, yeah, yeah, it has been improving the past few years. Like it's noticeable yeah. from when I first started going, like going to see Montreal Impact games, and then now it's it, there's a huge difference. It's getting much much better. Couldn't tell nice. you one person on the Revolution though. Couldn't. <laughs> 
I know they're all right, though. That's all I yeah. know about them. Do you anyway. guys have... Um, so in Montreal, they built an open-air stadium. Because, you know, it's mm. it's soccer, it's football, it's played outside. It's sure. usually played in the summer. But, I mean, like... I'm like, I am. it is Canada. <laughs> How many well, times... There's so, like pouring yeah. rain. Right, <laughs> most yeah. most MLS stadiums are, are, are they they're on they they play opposite of football teams, so they're they kind of share the stadium. But you're absolutely right. There's there's been some MLS games where it's snowing. So huh. I think yeah, they started. I mean, in March. there's even been some like football games where it's like NFL games where it's mm-hmm. snowing. Or, like, oh yeah, that's or pouring that's, rain. That's just December in Buffalo, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we had like three snow games this year. Oh. One of them we got yeah. trounced in. <laughs> I see the next topic. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney mm. made this month's Variety magazine cover for their lovable business venture with the Wrexham City uh, AFC. On paper, when this show was pitched, most thought of it as two bumbling Hollywood schmucks and a fish-out-of-water story. Uh, but the show is instantly successful, and as they gear for season two, the story of it is going to be their promotion out of the National League. And so, uh, Wrexham star Paul, Paul Rutherford recently played in an American tournament and was amazed at the mad American fans and the majority of, of them being Welsh favor. Uh, the combination of the show as well as the documentary on Disney Plus has seen the club's popularity skyrocket. And so, as the club continues to get marketed by our favorite marketer, Ryan Reynolds, uh, <laughs> do you think that there is a limit to how far they can go? That depends, I guess, right? Because you, while while it's fantastic that they got promoted, that you have to build on that, right? Like they can't just rest on their laurels because they they're not happy. Like they want to make it to either Premier League or Champions League because you get even more money associated with that. Mm-hmm. But that's the good thing with promotion is like now now you can you can spend a little bit more money on the on your players. I will say this: Welcome to Wrexham has definitely been a huge success. It brought a big fan base to this welsh team that nobody really heard about especially in the states because yeah yeah. (laughs) now let's be honest it had more to do with ryan reynolds and rob McElhaney, but um of course it's the two of them oh absolutely and the two of them building that fan base the two of them were like together phenomenal people that want to hear about it and see about it the more money they can get it's another underdog story right like people love an underdog story yeah definitely yeah, how I many? find very similarly um, this NHL season, this year, this calendar year, um, the Seattle Kraken blew up on yes. TikTok. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just so in case any listeners don't know, on TikTok, there's sort of subsets and book talk has been talking because it's hockey season and they've been, they were talking about like, you know, what about hockey makes a good spicy romance novel. So this kind of spurred to women looking more into like, well, show me hockey stuff. And then the Seattle Kraken's genius marketing team, probably somebody's daughter off the side of their desk, was like, (laughs) we can talk about this. And they showed the guys stretching because it's like, let's just say hockey boys doing their little warm-up pregame makes women feral. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah i mean it, it was genius it's absolutely genius like this team is now internationally known that is very their- cool well the kraken also they they have macklemore involved too and he's got they millions have- of followers yeah. too so <laughs> but they also had like a whole bunch of support a huge mm-hmm. fan just popped out of nowhere and i found it's the same with um 
with Wrexham is that it's nobody heard of the team. Suddenly that's all we hear about all the time. And that's yeah. amazing. It's just, there's so much you can do on that. They just yeah. played a tournament and they were the fa- They were the favorites everywhere. And this is this little Welsh yeah. team from this little town that nobody knew about. And they're just like, what's happening? Um, mm. I think, <clears throat> and the reason I brought it up, I think that Ryan Reynolds could market anything. I mean, he sold Mint Mobile oh, for yeah. a billion dollars, right? Yeah. He Aviation Gym, right? So he much money off of that Aviation Gym. And so all he's doing is he's just taking his charm and his charisma and he's putting it behind these kids who he could s- are he could sell snow to Eskimo at football. Just the thought that TikTok is now their, you know, now their sponsor. I mean, just like getting a real jer- uh, a real sponsor on their jerseys, um, mm-hmm. getting real players on the team getting real fans at the game so that they can pay for better players. I mean, just that stuff all builds on itself. How long do you think they're going to stay as owners? Like, do you think there's going to be a certain point? Because at, at a certain point, so if they get promoted again, now I don't, uh, that, that'll be like the third level, right? That if I was they get say, again, how many levels are there right now? Like where, and so they went from the lowest level, one in the National League. They're to in level now. two now. Okay. So, so Premier League being level five. We'll so say. do they, do they pull out like right before the promotion into the the uh, Champions League, I think that they keep going until it's a not fun or b not profitable. And right now, it's both fun and profitable. When Ryan Reynolds was wooing them to to buy them, mm-hmm. he was already a fan. Like yeah, they started mm-hmm. off as fans of the team. And that's and they're like, let's just buy them. And it's like, okay, well, it all it all started with Rob McElhenney because he's the one that's like, oh, this yeah. is like a Philadelphia team almost because he's from Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. So well, he had to convince like, Ryan Reynolds. This like sort of rivalry about like who's the biggest mm-hmm. fan and like all this. It was just funny. It was good social content. And but I mean, again, they started off as fans. I don't know if they'll let them go. I was yeah, very well, disappointed. Well. Ryan Reynolds lost the bid for the Ottawa Senators. Oh yeah. Uh, I, well, I guess that that's it'll it'll depend on if someone like gives them like a really enticing offer, right? Because at a yeah. certain point, well, yeah, at a certain point, this is now a social marketing machine, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of money involved with it. Someone is going to overpay potentially to buy them out, and then I mean, who, who he knows? sold mint, right? He sold mint. Yeah, but um, I don't feel like. He had such an emotional attachment to. I, I, no, but yeah. he sold mint because T-Mobile offered him a lot of money. Attached emotionally to their sports. Yeah, that's yeah. It's true. I agree. I I feel like something about this feels different. They were definitely invested on their socials when they won yeah. their promotion. Um, Blake. The story goes that Blake bought ESPN 12 or whatever so that they could watch games <laughs> when they were in the states. I mean it. It seems like they like it a lot. <laughs> Even yeah. further down than the Ocho. They, but they brought, start, uh, they at, brought at Paul a certain Rudd point. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's and a Will price. Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Well, that, that, that's the thing. At a certain Everybody, point, yeah. if they get promoted they again, price, but... they're, they're, the value of the team is going to potentially be worth a lot, maybe into the billions, someone's going to be interested in, in purchasing that. Yeah. Even like midway between the leagues, it's worth that much? No, not until no, they get no, to not the, now. the Champions not now. League or the Premier League. It won't be oh, worth okay, that much. Okay, yeah, I was going to say the top so they two have for sure. Two but... more promotions to get, which aren't going to be easy. I mean, they no, will need no. To, right. They will need to continue to restaff, and a lot of those teams that do that well, they have a very established minor league program. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know the words for they, what they use in UK soccer, but um, you know, very established programs, very established um, 
like coaches farm teams. And just, right. I mean, all that stuff needs to be built up if you're going to really stay in the Premier League. Because, I mean, Man U, Chelsea, you can't lose. You're not supposed to lose, right? If you lose in Man U or you lose in Chelsea, you, you just, you get fired. Or worse. <laughs> or worse. Or worse. Well, yes, right, right. Arsenal too. Like those teams, man, that's serious business. Yeah. Those are serious fandoms. Those are fandoms serious like fandoms. serious fandoms. Serious fandoms. On the wrong side. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those stadiums, like you see those fans go absolutely batshit crazy. I would. Yeah. There's some teams that I'm like, I would not, I would definitely not go see it no matter what. <laughs> right. Don't wear the wrong kit. Another Ted Lasso. Yeah. There you go. Nice. You know, I went to go see a game in in Glasgow in Scotland. Saw the um, I saw the Celtics versus the Filthy Rangers, and um, so clearly you know what side I sit on, and you also Not now the know my Celtics. religious affiliations. <laughs> <laughs> so, like it's so down to even just like what neighborhood you're from, what your religious affiliation yeah. is. Yeah. Like yeah. Catholic mm-hmm. prodi thing is still huge in the UK, which shocks me. I accidentally walked into the Protestant bar that they walk into in Glasgow in Train Spotting 2. And there was a oh, football Spotting match on. Two. And I was like, to my friend, I'm like, uh, we gotta go because they're gonna <laughs> smell Catholic on us. Like, this is not. Oh, safe. no. And it's and it's so weird because I'm like, here, we in North America, that's really not a topic of conversation much anymore. No. Yeah. Like Catholic That's and Protestant, funny. like I think the last time there was a big conversation about that was with JFK. <laughs> no, we left them in. Oh no, they hated him because he was Catholic. I know, I know. Yeah, there were there definitely was some animosity <laughs> there. But I'm like now, I'm like it's still Jeez. a thing there. So yeah, football's crazy. It's a lot of fun to. Have you ever been to a Premier League game? Not. No. No football hooligans no, for you. The highest I went to was a Celtic game. I don't even know what they're mm. not Premier. Uh, Celtics uh. in in. Uh, Nope, can't remember what league they are, but it's not, yeah, it's not Premier. But it was still a really good game, and it made me, like, really embarrassed by our soccer here. I was like, oh. it's not the same. This is actually exciting to watch. <laughs> the play keeps going. It doesn't stop every five seconds. Also in Scotland, it's like, especially when they're playing, like, against the rival team, it's like, they're not, they're not going to take time for, like, a dramatic, you know tumble or something to get a call like they're just going out there and murdering each other a fake it's, injury it's yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. so next topic so the phoenix suns have a new owner in matt ishbia and he is starting to make waves in the nba after the suns lost the eventual champions denver nuggets ishbia decided the team needed big changes they decided to trade for washington wizards guard bradley beal who was owed 46.7 million dollars next season and they got rid of Chris Paul, who is an aging point guard who can't seem to help a team win a title. Uh, coincidentally, Isaiah Thomas may be involved with that. That's right. Former New York executive Isaiah Thomas. Um, another big move is and to Detroit be rumored. Piston. And Detroit Piston. Hmm. Another big move is to be rumored is sounding uh, surrounding their former number one overall draft pick, uh, center DeAndre Ayton. So everyone, did the Suns get better after trading Bradley Beal, or do they feel that they or do we feel that they didn't learn anything from losing to the Nuggets? They're getting smaller. Mm. They're getting smaller. They're getting smaller. Yeah. He's an amazing player. So, and I mean, he'll probably be a pretty good fit on that team, but you got rid of your starting point guard. Right. So who's your starting point guard now? Right. I mean, what is Beal? I mean, he's young, at least. He's, he's young. Yeah. He's a shooting guard. But Devin mm-hmm. Booker, who is also their big name, 
star. By the way, Devin Booker next year owed $36 million. Ooh. And Kevin Durant, Damn. who was also on the team, owed $47.6 million. I so can never keep you, track pretty much of your whole team. salary cap is, is going to three players. Wow. Now, I can never keep track of what team Kevin Durant is currently on. Yeah, he's always on a different team. <laughs> but no, he got he got traded last uh, this past year during the trade deadline because the the mm. Nets decided that they didn't want to win games anymore. Um, but he's a good player. Uh, I don't know why he, he's, I guess. he's a great player. But uh, again, so um, so the salary cap next year is going to be one hundred thirty six million dollars. Now the NBA they have a soft salary cap uh, because it's you can essentially extend that salary cap with trades. And other kind of things that you mm. can play around with. But at a certain point, you start to pay a penalty, which the NBA calls. Uh, it's the same thing as Major League Baseball as a luxury tax. Mm. Uh, but there's ways around the salary cap at the, in, within the NBA. So with this trade for, um, uh, for Bradley Beal, the, this is a way to kind of to get above that salary cap. Uh, but they are trying to dump a lot of salary because Chris Paul, I, he was owed um, uh, $30 million for next year if he stayed on, on the Suns. Oh, wow. And then DeAndre Aiden, who I uh, mentioned before, $32 million is what he is owed Jeez. for next year. But I, I just don't so, know if they're better. They're smaller. Yeah. What did we talk about the Nuggets? How did they win? Uh, they had two big men. Yeah, I was going to say, like, weren't you guys talking about maybe the beginning of the trend towards larger players again or at least or at least having that one large center that just kind of just gets in everybody's way and just yeah backs their way up to the basket for an easy layup Shaq style i love dominant big men in, in the nba that and and victor Wembayama, by the way which the draft is going on right now as we speak um well, okay did he get picked he he oh he's he well, was I, number one i'd imagine he got picked but <laughs> who did he go to Went to the Spurs. Yeah, the okay. Spurs were always going to take him. Okay, but ser- but seriously, so he's um he's he's seven listed as seven foot two. He might he's he's potentially still growing as well, um, and potentially uh he's unguardable because of his skill set. He can he he can shoot from outside, but he's he can also play down low. And he's an amazing defender. Um, like big men because of the, like the NBA is just in love with the three point shot right now. Uh, mm-hmm. That was kind of the downfall of the Celtics, I think. They, they just want to shoot threes all the time. When they had two very good big men that they could have easily have dominated teams, I believe, had they yeah. just, you know, pounded it down low. Be a unicorn when everybody is not. Remember uh, the, Dirk, the Dirk Nowitzki reign where big mm-hmm. men who could shoot threes were very popular. By the way, there's also mm-hmm. talk of the Celtics, by the way. They want to, they want to trade. Court John, you're going to appreciate this. For Christoph Porzingis, huh? Yeah, huh. there's a three there's a three way trade that involves Porzingis going to the Celtics. Not a fan. Not a fan. But I actually I think, don't know that player. Who who is he and and why is he super good? Um, so he was actually originally on the Mavericks. No, I'm sorry, the Knicks. And he is a seven footer. Like, and he was essentially <laughs> Don the the next Dirk Nowitzki. Because he can shoot threes, um, he wasn't as as kind of built like Nowitzki was. He was a very tall and skinny kid. They call him the unicorn. Um, there you go. 
and he got hurt a little bit. Uh, now he he got he got traded to the Mavericks, and then last year he was he was on the Wizards. But now he had he had his best scoring year last year. He had twenty three points a year uh, uh, a game. Excuse me. Uh, so they're thinking he's on the up. I don't know. Um, hmm. The Celtics they just want more people that can shoot three pointers. I guess. Interesting. I mean, to go back to the talk Suns, about this I don't. I don't think <laughs> the Suns are. Um, I mean, they came in fourth in the Western Conference this year. Um, what were they? Eight games out of <laughs> yep. the Nuggets. The Nuggets didn't get worse. The Nuggets will probably get better. Um, the Nuggets have the momentum now. Uh, I don't think Beal makes them four games better. Just no, because they make they he makes them worse defensively, right? And especially smaller. in a league league where they have to play the Nuggets a bunch of times. Where exactly. Jokic is just gonna kick their all their faces in. Yeah, that, exactly. That doesn't sound like a sound strategy there. You had a seven footer that was essentially the bane of your existence, and he was a problem, and you didn't solve it because you just got smaller. Oof. Right? Who does is that make their, any sense? Who's their center now? Is anyway. this the thing that happens? Because I feel like I've seen this in a couple of different like sports when you win, like you win the championship, mm-hmm. you like. That sometimes the team will, instead of keep that team and promote that team and keep it strong for the next year, they kind of do a restructure for the next season. So this is kind of, this is, this is somewhat similar, but this is the team that lost to the eventual champions that is trying to revamp. They're trying to revamp, but they're trying, they're not necessarily going it in a smart way because there's a reason why they lost to this team. Mm -hmm. It's because they got out. Because this, they got outmatched yeah. with two big men, and they decided, oh, well, we're combat that by getting even smaller. I think you have a good point, though, Natalie. We're like, maybe not necessarily the champion, but somebody almost there, and they're like, oh, man, we didn't quite win. Uh, obviously, it's not good enough. Let's tear the entire thing down and start over. But they or were like, so close. Go in like, the opposite direction, right? They weren't that close. The next year, that was like, <laughs> okay, well. And Mark, well, what happened to DeAndre Ayton? He's still, anyway. still second place. It's nothing, no, like, he's still on the team, uh, but they, they want to get rid of him. The, the Suns have been trying to get rid of Ayton for two, the last two years. Mm-hmm. But he's seven feet. Sounds personal. He was exactly. a first-round draft pick. <laughs> yeah. he's Number 20, one draft pick. He's 27? Yes. That's Is he worth... He's not necessarily worth the price tag, though. Again, he's owed... Uh, what did I say? 32, over $32 million next year. Damn. And he's kind of been a problem. So... Uh, now you have to kind of you have to replace him with another center because again you can't just have a have, have your tallest guy being listed as six nine. Sorry, Miami. Um, <laughs> hey, Bam is scruffy. Bam is scruffy. I, he's not my starting center though. How small is the team? Like, I mean, there's not like a lot of teams that have like what was his name? Every team should Muggsy? have a seven footer. Oh, Muggsy Bogues. Yeah. Oh yeah, my he God. Five nine. Talking about I'm sorry. Five ago. three. He was listed at five but three. But he was he, one of the best players in the league. Absolutely. But huh. you know, if but he I'm gets, like, but that's it, rare. It's rare. He gets in the face. Unicorn right there. Spud Webb also listed at five seven. Won a slam dunk contest. What? Um, also that's... another short guy. Dude. Yeah. Guys. Oh. <laughs> Don't challenge me on short guys in the NBA, guys. I will. I will just school you. Oh no, they're good. My you but can't the, build I a championship team around them, though. Not yeah, like it can't be the whole team, no. right? No, so. right. I could say that. See that being like this phenomenal player that's like different than everybody else is like, oh, you know, it's a, a yeah, one-off a Disney, thing. That's a Disney movie, you guys. That doesn't happen in real life. It's it's Disney Plus movie. That's not going to make. That's not making it to theaters. It's Disney yeah. Plus. But they still had Michael yeah. Jordan. 
Yeah, and the thing um, about the thing about the NBA right now is you have Joel Embiid's and Nikola Jokic's who just literally are putting their hands up and those guys, and not even the 5'7 guys or the 5'3 guys, because that's a joke, but the 6'2 guys, the 6'6 guys, those guys can't shoot in the paint. No. I mean, they can't. They're not allowed. His, <laughs> jo- Joel Embiid is like 285 pounds. He's that a large man. Is, man. That man is man. a fucking tree. That he didn't used tr- to be. <laughs> when he was in college in Kansas, he was a lot light. He was a lot smaller and lighter. He was almost like Anthony Davis. He did put on some some weight because you need to do so, that in the NBA. Nat, uh, for perspective, Joel Embiid is Kevin Hart's best friend. And so it's really funny watching them. He's a large man. Watching them next to each other is Kevin Hart is very small and Joel Embiid is very tall. I random thought these extremely tall players, like these over seven footers, which are like, again, it's a bit more of an anomaly, right? To have them over seven, two or whatever. Like what's their, I used to work um, in a preventative health center. So we did a lot of um, injury recovery, rehab and prevention for athletes. And like these really, really big guys have a very high injury rate. Oh, absolutely. Human because beings were not meant to be seven feet tall. Well, and that's why they bulk up, too. It's like the way they're the way they grow, it's like sometimes they're growing too fast, so they're yeah. they're yeah. not as they don't have the strength in their like ligaments, tendons, like functional right. musculoskeletal, you know, function is not the same as what was that somebody word? musculoskeletal. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, okay. right, I know a lot of other kids talking to me because right away I'm like, oh, that's a concussion. Oh, God, he's still going to play. He's going to be a vegetable. <sighs> yeah, my brother hates watching. I'm like, oh, he blew his knee. And my brother's like, no, no, he's fine. I'm like, no, we that about is. Concussions another episode. So, yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. we, um, we have been talking about a couple of episodes, and now today's the NBA draft. Uh, a 19 year old man, his name is Victor Wembenyama, and he's seven foot tall. He's going to get it right 229 pounds so 72 229 it's just not big enough it's just not big enough i don't think he no he's just this long string bean of a dude wait and 229 that's what no i thought he was on, less uh, than that yeah, oh yeah i thought he was like 189 or something like that yeah, okay that'd be like if he's gained if he's gained if he's over 200 that's okay seven two two twenty nine that was like me in 10th grade when I was like six feet tall and like 120 pounds. <laughs> like, yeah, it's too small. Next topic gives you wings. Amazon's coverage of the National Football League uh, Thursday night games on Prime Video delivered an average audience of 8.5 or 9 point. That is 5, 8 million viewers per game during the 2022 regular season, according to Nielsen. And as well, the games had the youngest median age, 47, of any NFL broadcast window since 2013. That's uh, with the, the rise, median age. Wow. Yeah. With the rise of streaming platforms across sports broadcasting, how will the landscape of a change over the next few years? And is it better or worse? You said 47 was the median age? That's what the internet and said. And that's low? <laughs> That's what I. That's what I remarked on. That's a lot. That's a lot of uh, people streaming in their fifties and sixties. There. I mean, I guess that's kind of an impressive thing in a way, then, right? So that means that there is just as many people in their fifties, sixties, and seventies that were streaming as there were in like their twenties and thirties. You guys are bearing the lead. It's the lowest since twenty thirteen. <laughs> Don't still, bury the, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I was a math major and statistics <laughs> concentration, so I well, I know what the word median means. But yes. anyway, it was an impressive, absolutely. And no, I was caught me too. 
Thursday night football was actually quite entertaining, especially with Fitzpatrick. Yes, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's my hero. Exactly. Uh, and he had a pretty good commentator with Al Michaels and, uh, and Kirk Herbstreet, uh, which seemed a little funny to me because every time I hear uh, Kirk Herbstreet's voice, I think he's looking at college football. Um, <laughs> but still, it was they, they had a, a very good dynamic. Um, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be the commentary for next season. I hope so. But and, and another thing that I love, like the Nielsen ratings with regards to Amazon, uh, like so the thing with Nielsen ratings, that's just a sample size and they do an estimate of how many people that they think watched it. But with Amazon, you know exactly how many people mm-hmm. watched it. You can right. see how many people were streaming at the, at the time. Yeah, your streaming um, analytics are way better than broadcast exactly. TV. Accuracy One of the problems with streaming is that it depends on the platform. Like I had never... Mm-hmm. Up until now, I didn't even know that was available on Amazon Prime. And I just looked it up. It is available in Canada on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime, but I didn't know that. I can't hmm. even okay. get on Amazon.ca, like Prime. I can't even get all of the Prime movies and shows that they make themselves. Don't hmm. always air in Canada on Prime. Well, that's another so story because like, you're, you're, all your Netflix audience. is screwed up too. So, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Some no, would yeah. say it's better. Is that why the VPN saying, business like, is... Uh, if everything goes to streaming, so it's going to limit international viewership. Yeah, in, in some respects, yeah. you're absolutely right about that. Because the NFL, they, they actually want an international crowd. They do. Uh, but you're absolutely right. There's certain, there's certain um, limitations with regards from con- that vary from country yeah. to country. Unless Amazon gives like sports networks around the world permission to air it. Right. Maybe with the NFL trying to push so much into international markets, they might. But do that's that, the next step. They, they might. They might fight yeah. for that. That's the next I mean, step. I think so yeah. we're going a different direction, though. I think we're going in a place where streaming is going to take more sports, not less sports. And I uh, think. Oh, I agree with that. that I agree with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It because there are more streaming platforms taking major national sports, like the um, Apple TV coverage of of Thursday night or Friday night baseball is really great. Mm-hmm. I think they just do a better job. I think the mm-hmm. Amazon games are better. I think the Apple games are better. Um, and well, again, I think right? I think they the Apple and Amazon, I think, learned that you need to put out a good product, too. You right. can't just stream it for the, for the sake of streaming. Sure. Right. So like you need to have cameras, a good product, better cameras, better announcers, better analytics. And people are like, oh, this is great. I'm going to watch it here. And yeah. I am, honestly. So you know how Amazon now has sort of a free, literally called a freebie um, alternative to Amazon Prime. So with freebie, um, Right. They just had a show called Jury Duty, which basically put this freebie network streaming thing on the map. They're like a a free, much larger access subsidiary of Amazon Prime. I wonder if they're going to start to do some limited coverage or maybe like the first game of the season. Maybe they'll simulcast it on freebie as well to get people into the streaming service. Like, I wonder if you're going to see Apple TV, too. Like, maybe they'll have, hey, this one's free or they'll be free with ads or something like that. I mean, so, I don't know if they even have to, though. Maybe they don't, yeah. But I, I feel like that would, whoever hasn't jumped on the bandwagon yet, maybe that would be what they need what to Amazon do to get everybody is, else going. What Amazon trying to do is they're trying to charge more. And by charging more, and they already are, they're trying to say, okay, well, look at all the stuff we have, though. Um, I think that it would almost suit the NFL to get into a very big... I mean, I think the one thing the NFL needs to do and maybe all of sports is to get rid of market blackouts. Just get rid of them. They're frustrating and annoying. I think they Amen are. To that. I, I think they're an a uh, 
they're a construct of an older time where they had to exist. Yeah. Oh, in some respects, oh, there's no totally. need for it anymore because there were certain like uh, like limitations to it, and there were like you had to have a certain amount of viewership in order to yeah. get rid of that. That uh, NFL is a is a is a media juggernaut right now. Right. Yeah. W- wasn't that also kind of an agreement with ticket sales too? It was like you'd black out things if you didn't sell out ticket sales, but right now ticket sales are not the largest income source of these teams. Like no. it's it's the no. broadcasting rights. Not at all. Also, I find if they do that, it might for I mean for Amazon or for Apple, it would get international viewers or Absolutely. international subscribers. That's and true. that's what they because want. They want like, more international I, viewership. If I could watch all of my sports on Amazon Right now, that would be the only reason for me to get Amazon Prime because it sucks in Canada. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I wanted to rent ten things I hate about you, and it was like forty dollars. What? what? Yeah. Wait, is I'm that like, Canadian no, dollars? I'll dust off my DVD. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, watch just, this. Let's in... watch it on Prime. No, I can't. That's too expensive. Damn. My DVD cost. My DVD costs five dollars. <laughs> yeah, forty dollars to rent. Wow. Gonna watch this in standard definition. Like. <sighs> yeah. So, so it would be interesting if they made it affordable in Canada. They would definitely mm-hmm. boost their subscribers here because right now they don't really have any. So. <laughs> well, and I think I mean Mark has mentioned this a number of times, but it's also the writing is definitely on the wall. I think the NFL does want to go international. I think they want international oh, they teams absolutely and do. international games yeah. and they want to play with, more with games. All the, yeah, exactly. With all the games abroad that they've been having, like yeah. the, the NFL, I think long term, they want to have at least one game every week that is out of the United States. We have a lot of football fields in Canada. Yeah. I think, I mean, you guys, wasn't there an NFL game in Canada last year? No. There was, was one in Mexico. Mexico. One in Mexico. At some point in Canada. There's one in Mexico. Well, the the Bills used to play. I think you're confused with the CFL. No, no, (laughs) we have CFL. Actually, that's the one. Montreal Alouettes are not the same size. Our fields are bigger. Oh yeah, yeah, bigger. It's different. Yeah. Um, So the Buffalo Bills. It's harder. It's. Yes. It's Um, just it's slightly different. That's all. I'm a little actually surprised that the NFL hasn't absorbed the CFL. I'm actually so, a little surprised uh, about we're that. We're basically we're kind of like a farm team. We get all of your like yeah. college players that come well, so up and arena we football. send them well, down for football, NFL yeah. drafts. Yeah, <laughs> and they compete for the Grey Cup. I remember that. That's yeah. their trophy. The cup is great. Little, little little knowledge. Maybe it is gray. It gray, just be not like, great. Gray, G R A Y, or maybe yeah. it is actually G R E Y for that. Yes, I the think color they gray. should call it the great the great cup. I think that's the great cup. So it's so great. So the Bills had an agreement during the the Dark Ages, during their 20-year playoff drought, where they got desperate and they started playing <laughs> one of their home games in Canada, in the Rogers Center. Oh, they did. I remember way that. way too small for an NFL in game. In the Rogers Center? So not only did they do that, but the overwhelming majority of the fans that would come to this home game were rooting against the Bills it because was. they were just trolling them. The, uh, the Bills, I mean, the Bills were the, the Bills were, were terrible the then. Yeah, they were terrible. And even when the Bills won eight games in a season, they were still terrible. Like they were still the laughing stock of the league because they were oh, always the Rob Johnson years. Huh, well, this is after that. This is like this is oh. even darker. This this was like the Trent Edwards was like, oh my god, he he played two good games. He could be the oh no, he's concussed. Oh no, he's never the same again. <laughs> never mind. Okay, he's terrible. We're still gonna put him out there for like two seasons. If a Canadian NFL team expansion team were to form, where what city do you think it would be? Net go. 
Hmm? Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I was, okay, I was gonna, so I'm thinking, I'm like... Where do you want an NFL team? Yeah, yeah. A can- an Canadian NFL city team? NFL I, expansion team. I really enjoy team. watching the CFL, so I no, don't Montreal, see right? that it's necessary. Mm. Well, because I like the- CFL play better to mm. watch than NFL. Like, there's just less stoppage. <laughs> they should put that on <laughs> Amazon Prime, too. Okay. It's not like a flag every three seconds, well, yeah, but... No. <laughs> they do like um, to call flags. There's a lot of flags. They do. A lot. Unnecessary I would like flags. To, it's a little frustrating. I'd I, like to see a CFL I used game. to watch more NFL, and now I kind of just watch depending on who's playing the halftime show. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's, that's a good reason. Seems right. Oi, I got next topic. There's a new trend going on in baseball where teams celebrate together after home runs that involve elaborate costumes, props, and dances, among other things. The top five, according to MLB.com, are the Mariners with a helmet and Aquaman-like trident, the Angels and their samurai helmet, the White Sox and the mobster hat and jacket, the Nationals and the powdered wig, and finally the Twins and a fishing reel. There are also <laughs> okay. the Sox with their inflatable dumbbells, the pirate swashbuckling a plastic sword. It's actually pretty phenomenal. Uh, and the nice. Reds and with their Viking helmet and cape and the Padres with a team selfie. Uh, not sure if the Mets or Yankees are doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone, mm-hmm. what do we like or dislike about home run celebrations? I don't know. Dude. I didn't realize that after this has the become home a thing. Run- and the high fives, and I looked, and I like, okay, yeah, that's normal. And I looked it up. I'm like, oh my god, they have their Fisher Price toys out, and they go through the dugout with them. That's adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is is there a point to it? Well, it's just it's just team camaraderie and cel- celebrating. Okay. Um, there there used to be a lot less. Like, so the Red Sox before these inflatable dumbbells that they had, they had a shopping cart. Yeah, and they that would, I they, knew of. Mm-hmm. So the guy that w- hit the home run, he would go in the shopping cart. Another guy would like, push him in the dugout <laughs> oh and, and whatnot. Yeah. So they're, they're, these, these weren't as abundant as they are now. Like most teams now seem to have, except for the Yankees, uh, have to have some kind of celebration that they just, they, again, they, they all just look so happy and they want to enjoy hitting a home run. <laughs> It's cute. I was like, are they trying to go viral on social media? Or oh, maybe a little bit. This, this might have to do with this. Yeah, this might have to do with the Kraken and in, in social media and want to go viral. The little you know Fisher Price fishing rod sent me. I laughed <laughs> so amazing. hard. I was like, literally like red, white, and blue. Super cute. <laughs> All right. Like, guys, that's really? It was cute. It was fun. I got to tell yeah, you, I didn't know about these. I'm watching, I'm watching them right now. Um, you need to learn up on this. Yeah. Well, again, if the Yankees had a little bit more fun, maybe you would know I about mean, this. They, they There's no fun in New York. Like Gen Z, Gen Z girl in there with her TikTok account to just blow it up. Yeah. Just, just somebody with a cell phone in there, somebody under the age of like 30 and just be like, go fix this <laughs> and make it <like laughs> more. Right. I to everybody. But I mean, that's what's happening, though, right? You have, and maybe not, you know, TikTok girls, but you have 30-year-old women running social media marketing for major sports teams and saying, we have to do something fun. Because uh, people You're like to right. watch, you know, people like to watch fun shit. And, you know, you put it on a TikTok. Yeah. I noticed it it's getting coverage on, like, sports. Yeah, that's all they want to cover. Stations, but it's not getting past that. And what they should, mm. from a marketing perspective, they want to get past that. It's like you want people to hear about this because this is fun. It is fun. 
I think then they just need to keep upping the ante. Just, just <laughs> yeah. make it more. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where do you go from here? Bigger, like, bigger so Fisher any, Price like, toys. End of the fishing reel? Like, right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just see like the guy like trying to like reel in the fish, and I don't, <laughs> so I don't know if there's a like, maybe. Right. Yeah, maybe eventually there actually is a fish that they reel in or, or yeah. something that they reel in. Yeah. Royals gladiator mask is a little okay. weird. So get it to the level of like you ever see those those team mascots where like the giant mascot runs out and then the cheerleader is like oh no and the mascot like eats the cheerleader and have you ever seen that? What are you looking okay, at? Okay, look that up. <laughs> I have it's not hilarious. Seen it. I'm there not going giant, to. There are giant mascots and they literally were like you can't Google that. Bad things will come. Okay, up. yeah, yeah. Sorry, but no, like I, I've seen like eat the cheerleader. It's not necessarily a cheerleader, but it's like somebody would be there and the mascot would literally eat the other person and like. Like they would just what like jump watching? into their mouth. <laughs> this is the thing. L- um, look up, look up, sports mascot eating person. Someone should email this to us if to. anyone's listening. <laughs> I need I think to know. I think I think I, I, I want to ha- look at the hashtag. Okay, this is a thing. <laughs> I mean, later on. If your I own. was better at my my job here as producer and knew how to like screen <laughs> share or something right now, I would play it. Rodney, you got to figure that out. You got to figure that out so you can do oh you can do live screen uh, anyway, changes. I, you know, I actually think the NFL has a little something to do with this because the NFL allowed t- for team celebrations a few years ago, and yeah. you know, all of them had a lot of fun celebrating touchdowns. Like especially when the defense scores a, scores a touchdown, that's actually amazing because those they, are all great. Those are all gr- phenomenal. Those are um, all great. I like when they're in the boat together. Yes, the boat. Those are my favorite. I don't know. So or just the NHL mascots have been doing that too. Mm-hmm. Like a, a few years ago, they really kind of blew up. And actually, we took our in Montreal. We took our poor defunct baseball mascot. And now he's our ha- hockey mascot too. So we just <laughs> UP. He just travels. We he don't goes have a baseball to all- team anymore. <laughs> no, we don't. That's why I said defunct baseball team. What do you guys no. even? Do? I miss the Expos. What do you guys even do with the yeah. Olympic Stadium? Do you guys go uh, in there still? It's just there, right? still there it's not falling down because that was a thing for a while it's good um it's a large building really bad weather they'll play the um the the soccer games in there oh okay it's good yeah it's good like if it's like like, really dangerous to be outside it's like yeah we can do it indoors like uh it hasn't gone dystopian and like the world the earth is claiming it again no no no. it's not like one of those like deserted malls of america thing which (laughs) i think are fascinating by the way (laughs) but no no it's still functional they do still hold events and stuff there so and and there was a chance that they were going to get the rays because there was that whole like timeshare thing that the rays were going to do between tampa and montreal uh excuse me montreal um oh yeah no that was a thing like like, tampa and montreal was going to share the rays yeah, I think huh. we lost our team when kind of baseball was like less popular oh. overall and soccer mm-hmm. started becoming really big in, in Montreal at least. And yeah, we missed it, out. Both it, though that last season with the Expos, I definitely went to well, almost every home game. It was and, fun. And oh, and wow. like the later uh days of the Expos, they were really good teams. They and were. I feel they won I, almost every home game in their last season. I, I feel really bad the 94 stri- uh, strike shortened season. Like they had the best record in the majors. Hmm. They definitely would have won the World Series that year had it not been yeah. for the strike. Damn. Pop, yeah. pop of Vlad. Oh, yeah. That was and, devastating. Oh, Vla- Vladimir Guerrero, one of my all time favorite baseball players. Yeah, Vlad Sr. That was a team. I mean, Andre, Andre the guy Dawson. hit a home run. The guy hit a home run after the ball like bounced before home plate. Like, yeah, he, I, did. He, huh. he did. Holy Again, crap. one of my all-time favorite baseball players. 
But yeah, I think it would be fun if they keep... I like this little celebration thing after a home run. It's, it's fun. fun. It gets, it's, it's entertaining fun. for the fans because, I mean, there can be some a few dry spells watching a baseball game. So if they do something really big, let's make it big, you know? It's really for TV only, too, because you can't really see it in the stadium. Now, yeah, but you have the, the Jumbotrons and whatever. They do have the Jumbotron, and they do have cameras yeah. in, in, in there and whatnot. Personally, I love I going to see live baseball games. Like, there's nothing... I Baseball is so much more exciting to see live in person, mm-hmm. I think. It true. really is. It's not worth watching on TV. It's completely different when you watch it live. It's so different. And it's not boring when you're playing. It's very stressful. <laughs> I love baseball. It's like it looks like you're standing still, but you're like so I love you, tense because you're waiting to steal a base. <laughs> Everybody, they just let you steal now. If you just want to steal, you can just steal. Exactly. Next topic. So as I understand my role on this show today, we need to talk about Disney Plus's new release of Secret Invasion. Yes. The first Marvel series in Phase 5. Uh, one of the most mysterious projects to take place in the MCU, Secret Inve- Invasion so of secret. Fury. That's <laughs> so secret. Played by Samuel L. Jackson, returned to Earth to uncover a plot enacted by... Group of rogue scrolls, shape-shifting aliens that Fury and Captain Marvel assisted years ago during the events of Captain Marvel. Along with Jackson, Secret Invasion's cast includes Ben Mendelsohn, uh, Talos, Colby Smulders, Maria Hill, Don Cheadle, Rhodey Rhodes, and the premiere of Amelia Clark in the MCU playing Talos's daughter Gia. So, are you guys excited about this drop? As I am, are we annoyed yes. about adding no. another plot flexing? Wait for it, Nat. <laughs> Like shapeshifting to one that already has multiple dimensions and time travel. Go ahead, Nat. Now you can and go. now you can say how excited you are because I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't have superhero fatigue for Marvel. No, I know that's something that they're saying now, but I don't. And what I'm really liking about them continuing and keep developing this universe, this multiverse, this story, is that the thing that really struck me is that now you have like several generations of people that are watching it and you're watching it as a family you're growing up with it whereas so star wars for instance you have the people that like episode four five and six and then you have the people that like the rest of it those are not oh, the we same don't talk people about those people never get along <laughs> we don't talk about those people that like the other ones what are your thoughts about the filioni verse nat i don't think we've ever talked about this about what the filioni verse the mandalorian um Clone oh, Wars, I love it. I love it. I love all, all of all it. I even stuff. liked uh, The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Okay, I granted, I went with some kids. I took kids to see it. We went with Kieran, okay? Yeah, <laughs> Katie's I son. Mean, it makes it better. And when, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, then what? Anyways, when all the rebels sort of start popping in, he literally jumped out of his seat and was like, yes! And like, Judd Nelson fist pumped into the air. <laughs> that joy... <laughs> That joy is why they keep making these movies and yeah, why yeah. they're still successful. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, you know what? If I was his age, there's nothing about this I wouldn't like, which is why I liked Star Wars in the first place. Well, Jamie and How I's first I COVID it? project was the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so yeah. um, as it does, and probably with a lot of people, we started with one. And then I was like, ah, oh, but we got to see the next one. And, oh, we got to see the next one. Oh, uh, we got to see the next one. And like literally three You're movies invested in, now. Literally invested. three movies in and I keep making her see other ones and she's enjoying them. And I'm just like, I guess we're going to start from the beginning. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, you want to start from the beginning? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So um, I cooked dinner tonight and we watched Secret Invasion and it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, I maintain that. And I like everything that the MCU makes, but I maintain yeah. that Ooh, the secret agent spy stuff is the best. And so like. 
Um, Captain America Winter Soldier, one of my favorites. Um, uh, just like, uh, what is it? Uh, Age of Ultron, one of my favorites. Um, and so the stuff that has a little more cloak and dagger. And so think about it, right? And it's a little tropey now that anybody can be anybody the way the scrolls shapeshift. But the way that they did this with the ability, the idea that um, a spy could literally look like someone else in a second um, was awesome. Awesome. It was so good. And um, Amelia Clark was great. Um, so I was really excited about her joining the MCU officially. Um, so she plays, um, if we remember the events of Captain Marvel, she plays Talos's daughter on the spaceship. Now she's grown up. Um, so she is now, you know, in the universe. So, too. all right. So when in the timeline does this take, take place? Right now. Okay. It's now. It's the most present well, one. Current MCU timeline. So five years from now, officially, but really right now in the MCU. Yeah. Got it. Right. I, most, I will say this. It's Captain the last Marvel one in the timeline at the moment. <laughs> Captain Marvel was definitely one of my favorite like movies. Right. So the fact that they're essentially continuing on with the the Captain Marvel storyline, I love. Well, and so the idea yeah. too now is that um, Fury promised the scrolls that were on that spaceship that they would find them a planet. This is now um, ten years. Did he wish that story? Yep. Right, and they haven't yet, and so there is a faction of those scrolls that are pissed mm -hmm. off. Right. I'm very curious. Do we know if Carol Danvers is going to make any kind of cameo in this? I do not know. And and so um, because, unfortunately, they keep um, benching the Marvels, which I'm incredibly excited about the Marvels. But in part of the Marvels, um, Captain or Captain um, Fury is up in Saber, which is their, his little space station. And so I don't know if he goes back, but he has now in the first episode, obviously, because it's a show about him. He has now returned from Saber and he is doing mm -hmm. things on Earth. And so maybe um, I don't. Fingers crossed. I don't know. Uh, the thing that's interesting about the MCU is they do a lot of um, for us in the gaming world, they do a lot of balancing. And so in some movies, they just won't add the super powerful characters. Like in um, a lot of the Avengers movies, Thor and Hulk are just gone. Because if Thor and Hulk were in Civil War, everyone would be dead. That's true. Right? That's they couldn't that, add them. That is that a true fact. That is that a true fact. In some respects, in, 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 like, in the real world, yes. In, in, the, in the real world, I mean, come on. That, that probably would not be a real thing, but for... You know, for the sake of the movie, you gotta, you gotta keep it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, Fiji is very excited about this project, and he has stated that it will have the most cameos of any project that they've ever done. Really? Yep. So, here's hoping. So, the first, the first episode came out today, right? Yeah, today. And it was very good. Very, very I haven't cool. seen it. I haven't seen it yet, but I will. Yeah, it was um, fast, too. Like, those things, yeah. and you can tell when they go to scene, and I, I say it now, I'm like, end scene. Something terrible happens. Yep, okay, next week. So, how long are the episodes? Are they, uh, like, like, 30 minutes? Like, they're probably normal uh, hour-long drama dramas. Hour-long, okay. I think okay. it was an hour. Let me look. I don't it's even not, remember, because I was literally... It's not that important. <laughs> I literally... Well, I am very curious. I was watching, I'm watching it so it anyways. Exactly. I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm very... Well, I'm looking forward to, to uh, the next thing of Loki as well. I still um, have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of that was my favorite streaming um, on uh, Disney Plus. Uh, Loki, Loki Lo was Loki. I know, I know you liked um, the one with uh, uh, shoot. Wandavision. Was the my favorite was Falcon. Falcon. Wanda, and yeah, Wandavision. You liked really? 
I that was it. my least favorite. 55. That was my I least think favorite. Was is that it brought us back to like the aftermath? Like it's kind of they don't talk about it a lot in Marvel. Yeah, it's like these people I mean, didn't have a salary, and yeah. there's politicians involved now that the world is saved and marketing, and it just made everything so much more like mm. in our world and so much more realistic that it was it was a lot of heart that that one and that really I don't know I I felt like emotional they, for me I felt like they could have done a little better like I don't think either of those characters though can really carry a series like oh I think Cap can. Well, Cap can. Oh, well, all right. Yeah, but. No, Anthony mm, Mackie. He's going to do it. Did you know Sebastian mm, Stan and Anthony Mackie hate each other in real life? It kind of shows on the screen. <laughs> like, they did not have a lot of chemistry in that, no, in that they series. Did they did not. At, at the end of that, I'm just really. Hey, Pete, I think you're muted. Like, man, if, if they don't clean up the whole, like, baby Agent Carter thing, I'm going to be <laughs> livid. <laughs> Oh my gosh, how's Mia like, that entire time? <laughs> I was like, peace. Were you trying to talk? Quiet. And you just, I've been saying all this stuff quiet. and no one's, no one's responding. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just happened to see your lips move. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, I'm sorry, Pete. It's okay. <laughs> what were you going to say? The, topic, the only right? Marvel, like the only MCU thing that I didn't like recently is the, is it werewolf or where, whatever? Oh, you shut your mouth. That was great. Wait, I, I wa- Which I'm one like, was this? Uh, werewolf by what, night. Werewolf by night. I'm I like, I, I beg your pardon. What's happening? <laughs> Wait, was this a Marvel thing or just? It a was yes. MCU mini oh. uh, uh, MCU. Um, uh, it's a movie. limited release. It's a movie. It's like an hour and a half, and it's yeah, about. Um, I mean, they have uh, Elsa Bloodstone, who is a. What is it about? Um, it's kind of like a supernatural Hunger Games, maybe, but not. <laughs> no, it's about Elsa Bloodstone and her family. And I oh. mean, it? yeah, it is <laughs> like, well, come on. We have, okay. we have a badass chick weird. vampire hunter. How can we go Even wrong with um, badass chick vampire hunter? Dude, was like, we, we had that with Buffy though. How, can, how do you top that? <laughs> I mean, with okay. modern storytelling. <laughs> okay, fine. And not op- monster of the week. <laughs> and Morbius was awful. Hey, but Monster of the Week was Morbius awful. Morbius was awful. Morbius doesn't count. Is that even it's, on Disney Plus? It's on Netflix. It's not canon. No, no it's oh, okay. Sony. It's Sonyverse canon. And it's Sonyverse Netflix, John. <laughs> Sonyverse is the worst it's, of the verses. But I also don't want to see it because I don't like anything that Jared Leto does. Mm. No, yeah, it was so bad. back to cults from the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> It'll like Jared, I, I was so looking forward to Morbius, and then they announced that Jared Leto was going to be Morbius. Like I'm going to hate this. And, never it, was saw it. and it was also work. very bad. I never saw it. They're doing Craven the Hunter in the in the um in the Sonyverse. That's going to be bad. Craven the Hunter is apparently a businessman. They're going to do um Madam Web, who is apparently the girl fr- from um from Fifty Shades. That's going to be terrible. It's just, none is of it. Craven Hunter. Um, what's his face? Who's uh, already in? I don't know. This, like it's the same actor. He's they're recycling huh. an actor. Craven oh, the Hunter now. is Aaron. Technically, Taylor they did Johnson. that with Chris Evans. Do you remember uh, Fantastic Four? He was the flame on guy. Aaron Taylor. He was and, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Very handsome, but you know what still is he the better? Uh, Bullet Train, mm. Kick Ass. He's a Kick Ass kid. Oh mm. yeah, okay. I remember he got him. hot though. He was. Uh, wasn't <laughs> he Quicksilver? He's Wanda's no. twin. No. He was not Quicksilver. Well, he does no. look like that. It does was look he? like that guy, though. Yes, it is. It is the same guy? Uh, maybe. Not really? the one from X-Men, but the one from... Yeah, I know you're saying. Uh, the one yeah, from yeah, X-Men. Yeah, yeah. I know twin. what you mean. Well, he, 
Did you know that, um, what's his face? Um, the producer of uh, Avengers Age of Ultron asked to kill Quicksilver and they didn't think they'd let him. And then they were like, yeah, sure, you can kill him, whatever. And they're like, ah, cool. What I was going to say before my, I realized my mic was muted for like 10 minutes was uh, you had me at Amelia Clark for this new series. Mm, yeah. Man, she's so good. Oh, I have a next topic right here. So it was reported earlier this week. By the way, I almost forgot to do a non-sports topic for this this uh, this week. <laughs> anyway, um, this week that a, uh, a submersible, which is an underwater vessel capable of diving multiple miles deep into the ocean, got lost at sea with a group that was attempting to look at the wreckage for the Titanic. Now, the Titan, which is what it was called, leaves out of Newfoundland and costs about $250,000 for an eight-day trip to the bottom of the Atlantic. Now, it is not clear what happened as contact was lost after less than two hours from the initial launch. It was reported today that, quote, underwater noises in the search area were detected, but nothing has turned up yet. So, everyone, what do we think went wrong with the missing submersible? And would we pay $250,000 to explore the deep water? First, I want to say that one of these billionaires posted on his Instagram before they left Mm -hmm. that they're going in a very tight weather window Mm -hmm. and Uh, that he was concerned about it, but they're going anyways. So mm -hmm. they knew they were going Mm -hmm. down into danger. Yep. That's. And also, it, like, you're, you're. You're stomping on people's graves. And I know it was only the poor people that got left behind, but leave them alone. It's their grave. <laughs> What's wrong best. with people? I don't know. People and didn't they up. pull something up on one of their little trips down too, which is grave robbing? You hmm. horrible. And I, okay, granted, there are lives lost, but. T- no, I think you, I think you yeah. should continue to rant. <laughs> Yo, go, go. Keep continuing. This is, this is great television. It's exactly. I love it. <laughs> They actually did have some submersibles go down there with trying to honor the Titanic and did a ridiculously detailed 3D scan of the thing. If you really want to see the wreckage, you can now... Not this company, though. No, yeah, not James this company. James Cameron did that in and, the 90s. Yeah, and, and recently they did um, like a ridiculous one, yeah, too. Um, that's research-related. Yes, it this is research. Is it, going down right, in dangerous this, conditions. Asshats, that's a great term for These it, are the asshats. kind of people that, that grab like ivory tusk trophies, right? $250,000. So I read Jeez. today that they use Logitech hardware as um, their control console. And so An Xbox controller. Yeah, they literally got a gaming <laughs> controller. <laughs> and it runs the t- it runs the thing, and I think okay, that's so, so fucking short sighted and stupid, and it hurts look, my head. Look, the Ghostbusters did it with an NES Max or NES Advantage controller in Ghostbusters Two to control the Pete, Statue of Liberty. Oh, that, that reference kicks so much ass. Pete. You're the you best. know what? Let's cut it. Let, let's quit while we're let's, ahead with the uh, old Nintendo controllers controlling oh, very funny. expensive equipment. That's funny. <laughs> I think it's. The ocean is pretty unforgiving and dangerous under good circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime you've seen the movie, you send somebody to space, you send somebody to the bottom of the ocean, what's going to happen? Bad things every time. Mm-hmm. Can we just talk it, about the abyss for a second? I want to meet water, water, water aliens. <gasps> I was thinking the book Sphere, which is another creepy one. <laughs> well, I mean, the book Sphere yes. was essentially the abyss written by Michael Crichton, so that's fine. I it was, was yes, it was. One yeah. of the popular <laughs> theories on social media is it's that um, gang of orcas that um, are going around attacking luxury yachts. Yes, 
specifically rancher yachts, which I love it. A gang of orcas. So this yes. female gang of orcas. Uh, mm-hmm. got That's true. injured. Were they from a tough part of and town? And then she started attacking yachts, and then Shamu now she kept has attacking a whole gang of a people attacking yachts. Mm-hmm. So there's a like, well, maybe the orcas just take care of these idiots. <laughs> maybe. Karma's a bitch. You know, just <laughs> random OCD brain too. I always used to like saying Mary Elizabeth Mosca Antonio from the Abyss. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, that's the most random thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I used to be you like, Mary Elizabeth reme- Master Antonio. That's I just nice. remembered her name because it was so long. So you know, I used to get, I used to confuse for whatever reason, uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio versus Mary uh, Steen Virgin. I don't know why. They look alike. That they kind of look alike. Yes. They kind of look alike. And they're yeah. both Marys. There's definitely a theme here, though. It's, it's also like the number of people that try to climb Mount Everest. And uh, coincidentally, there are a lot of dead frozen corpses on mount everest as a result of that did you like see people, the guy this, this, this got dark who um <laughs> who got rescued um this adventure mountaineer got rescued by another group of uh everest adventurers and um they wanted some recognition on their social media but because they would hurt his business he didn't even mention it he's actually countersuing them for saving his <laughs> life oh my god how dare oh, you people need to just get better hobbies Find their energy. <laughs> yeah. Touch the grass, okay? Be like, better at climbing mountains. Right. Get your own Sherpas. Explore where human life is sustainable. <laughs> so I will, I, I will say this. The idea of being able to go miles down into the ocean very, intrigues me so much. Like, there's there's just, so much we don't know about there's it. There's so much we don't yeah. know about the ocean. I, I would love to be able to do that. Would I spend $250,000? No. Would you spend even it if, if you I had, had all it? the money in the world? Well, even if I mean, no, if you were I'm sorry. Even if I had all the money in the world, no. Hmm. I might as well just I might as well just build my own submersible. Come on. I mean, what? If you had all the money in the world, why not? Exactly. Also, there apparently there's a billionaire in Australia that's rebuilding the Titanic, and they want it to do the its first voyage is supposed to be the original voyage. I'm like, the fuck I'm going uh, on that cursed ocean? Uh, nope. Is it gonna, is nope. it gonna also hit nope. a uh, glacier? That is a whole lot of nope. Or iceberg. <laughs> Did you know Pete has a well, game with this? The icebergs uh, with start of the mapping melting. To explore the Titanic. It's causing a lot of issues. Uh, yeah. That game ever come out, Pete? So, actually, they... Huh, funny story. They have more than half the ship made. So, they, they actually ran into a bunch of trouble where, like, their team, like, there was drama, all this stuff, and then people left, and people were nefariously doing it, like, for different reasons. But they are back on track. They have more than half the ship modeled to, like, down to the rivets. Like they That's literally so cool. built the interior superstructure of the hull. Um, You're just and, messing with something if you do that. Well, but they're doing it with all, video game. like tons of this is a, this is digitally. They're okay. No, no, and they're all they're yeah, all Titanic. Nah. Yeah, no, this isn't real. <laughs> oh, no, there's supposed to be a real Titanic. I'm like, don't. Do okay, it. yeah, that that I'm not it's going like anywhere near. Mission to Mars. You know yeah. how it's gonna go. <laughs> right, just seriously. Tempt fate. Just, just keep poking that hornet's nest. See how see how you end up. Do we have a final topic. You want to do it? It's and the final it. topic. Okay, stop. You're going to be demonetized. You know, it's like the two no. the, the two listeners that we have, we're going to be demonetized. We're fine. It's all it's good. It's the final <laughs> topic. <sighs> uh, Amazing. Okay.
Amazing. Over the past month, uh, I learned of Ed Sheeran's legal trouble uh, with the Marvin Gaye estate and the allegations of copyright infringement with Let's Get It On and its similarities with Thinking Out Loud. Um, Sheeran had already won a ruling over this issue, but it continues to pester him. Uh, The previous case was dismissed, saying that parts of Let's Get It On were too common for copyright protection. Um... When this first came out, Sheeran publicly stated that he would quit music if he didn't win this frivolous if this frivolous lawsuit. Uh, so with other new artists like Olivia Rodrigo having to admit and pay Paramore for similarities between their music, what are our thoughts on copywriting and music, sampling, and the state of the of original music in general? So it's it's not exactly black and white, right? Because there's there's definitely been sampling going on for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. But it's it's when it comes to a certain point where it makes a lot of money, then all of a sudden there's lawsuits involved now are there are there similarities between let's get it on and thinking out loud yes in fact ed sheeran himself has even done a mashup between the two songs i mean because they're they're thematically very similar exactly and we're at to the point now where you know there's only so many chord progressions and courses that you can do where you're going to start repeating them do i think that ed sheeran legitimately ripped off al green no um, it's not the first time he's been accused of this exact thing. There's usually like a song per album that he's gone to court over. <laughs> I mean, you can literally, and just using his Livia Rodrigo as an example, because she copied most of that album, but you can literally put Misery Business on top of mm-hmm. um, the one that it sounds like. I forgot. Yeah, I can't think. I don't remember right now. But you're no, you're absolutely so that that's different. I think that's completely different. I think it's Ed Sheeran's or Ed Sheeran's track record that also plays into this. It's mm. like yes, sampling, of course, it always exists. But then there's also sampling where you purchase samples from artists, which he didn't do. (laughs) And there's you know, like there's lots of factors that go into it, but. I feel like he's just another British ginger winger. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so so do you think he's actually guilty of of kind of plagiarizing? Um, I you know I don't really care. <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> Let's be honest. There's more important things to his, worry about. His like, it, it's the same thing when people had some words to say about his Game of Thrones a guest cameo. Where he's oh, like, yeah, I'm leaving that. Twitter. I'm never coming back. He was and now way he's like, funnier in Red Notice, by the way, if you guys have seen Red Notice. Mm. That's the one with the I rock did, and Ryan I Reynolds. I it. Was he in And Gal Gadot. He's in the end. But yeah, he was way so, funnier. He's like, do you know who I am? <laughs> he does he his own Game of Thrones. When he gets criticized mm-hmm. and just cut out. It's a great impression. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I will so say, Elvis though, Costello, um, and I just keep bringing her up, but Elvis Costello in the um, when Olivia Rodrigo was getting in trouble, he said he, he said it very clearly. He's like, we've all been sampling and Elvis Costello hasn't yeah. been famous for a while. We've all been sampling for forever. Um, yeah, it's how it works. Um, the lead singer and, of Paramore. I mean, they're sampling and being identical. But yeah. I think it's more his reaction that bothered me. Mm. Well, Haley Williams it's got like, writing rights. I'm going to um, quit music. I'm like, okay, Nepo, yeah. baby, you can do whatever yeah. you want. It's not going to affect your I mean, family. I, I, there's, there's, right. there's so many, there's been so many songs that have been put out now and right. you've, yeah. you've, you've heard a lot of them. It's very hard to. It is. It's very hard to not repeat something. Yeah. Uh, especially so there, when most songs only have three chords anyway. There are only so many chords that exist. And on top of that, and a smaller subset, there are only so many chords that 
in the right order sound very pleasing to the human yes. ear. And pleasing a subset to the of exactly. That, there's a smaller Can't subset. Can't play a bunch of minor chords. <laughs> right. The, a, a smaller subset of that are a couple chords that are easily repeatable and can work in a pop song structure yeah. that can yeah. get other people and listeners to sing along with. So, so I have an interesting question for very you, being there. the most musical of all of us. Being a musician, trying to write... I'm totally origi- offended by that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I is. think Mark's a better um, musician. Trying to write original music, but hearing original music your whole life, how hard is it to keep that stuff out of your head? I it's mean, so hard. It's, it's, so it's impossible. Right. There was this one time when I, I was thinking up like this. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be this awesome rhythm guitar chord progression. And then I'm like, it's like, ah, oh, damn it. That's just Oasis. Like... <laughs> there's no such thing as original music anymore because you've heard no. it from somewhere else and here's the funny part if you think about yeah. that oasis song that i accidentally ripped off in my head that's <laughs> that song is just ripping off pachelbel's canon and right. so is about yeah, 100 other pop that's, songs that, that, that are very that popular fast. because uh pachelbel man if you were still alive today yeah a lot of people are using your chords yo <laughs> a lot of people Right. And I mean, yeah, that's I what happened. They, um, uh, and I remembered good for you in misery business, same song, but I rem- Paramore hmm. got writing rights. Haley Williams got writing rights. They had a conversation about it. They She's talked on the album. They talked Haley about was, it. Fine. Haley was and totally cool with it. I don't really think because of that thought, I don't think that, um, Olivia Rodrigo was sitting in the shower writing good for you and thinking of misery business on purpose to copy it. Probably I not. Think it was just in her head because it was she's in her head. <laughs> Maybe. Cause it's a good song. Um, and I think that, um, you guys are exactly right. I think original music isn't really original anymore. I heard. I mean, it um, hasn't been for thousands of years. It's just right. I heard short so memories. many like yeah. so many songs on current pop radio that have samples of other songs. There's one that had has Stan in it again. So Stan has gone full circle. I mean, yes, <laughs> right. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I do agree. There's a difference, right? When you're using a similar chord structure and then. Uh, as opposed to like directly using the actual audio from another recording and just it's totally singing different. Your, singing it your different, own yeah. lyrics over it. Yeah. And uh, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, everything is essentially going to be very similar to everything else. Like, especially in pop, because like you said, Pete, there's only certain pork progressions that are very pleasing to the ear. Yeah. So you're going to be repeating something. Yeah. I will shout out to a few bands. Here's one that nobody thinks about for musical complexity. Oh, is please actually tell us. Nirvana. Their chords mm. are weird. Mm. They're very unconventional, or at least at least a lot of songs, like in, in ways you wouldn't think. Um, a lot of music theorists would be like, what the hell is that? Um, honestly, a lot of those 90s. You're right. That's bands. a 30-year-old reference, but you're right. Hey, <laughs> well, maybe we need to bring some of that back. I don't know. I mean, Neil Young did that because he kind of gets You're very right about like that too. forefather of grunge, which wasn't his intention, but then yeah. that's kind of where <laughs> right. that came say, from. Neil, Neil Young is he, a 40-year-old reference now. We're getting older. But <laughs> you're right, though. <laughs> the Young Beatles, did, the, yeah. the White <laughs> Album is weird and groundbreaking, you know? It, mm-hmm. so it's, yeah. But it takes, like, not everybody's going to be, like, a Neil Young, uh, no. Kurt Cobain, or right. a, a David Bowie, you know, like that's mm-hmm. and that's, that's not saying there probably won't be like somewhere down the road. Someone's going to think of something yeah. different, but it's going to be it's going to be very rare. Most most are going to do the same three chord progression, right? right? And it also yeah. takes somebody like this 
these giant megacorps like our heart radio to actually take a chance on those things because they don't fit the uh the easily monetizable like formula for a successful song right they need to take a chance again I find also with Ed Sheeran, like sometimes for for me, it's like yeah, his song is catchy, it'll hook and and it's good. The lyrics are not <laughs> so. Some of, some, of them, some of them I like. I like thinking I, out loud. Quite a few of the songs that I don't like by him, like mm. lyrically, but but the song sounds good and sounds catchy and it has mm. that earworm. And it's because, like you said, yeah, like the earworm. He's a good singer a and guitar player too. Certain that sounds pleasing. Personally, I like yeah. "Perfect" better than uh, "Thinking Out Loud." I'm I'm kind of partial to Tenerife Sea because it was our wedding song. <laughs> but uh-huh. we purposely picked an Ed Sheeran song that was not played in the radio. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm mad okay, that you didn't have me sing ones, Ed Sheeran at your wedding. Some of his lyrics are like creepy. <laughs> I'm not really mad. <laughs> You're a little mad. Anyway, so that has been our ten topics. Uh, we would like to thank our guests for joining us this week. Thank you, Nat. Thanks, Nat. Thanks for Thank me. you. Please follow or like us on our socials at If These Balls Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our website is www.iftheseballscouldtalkpod.com, where you can see our sports news of the day, our AI story hour, or you can talk to us through Discord. This is Mark Pesci, and for my partner, John Companion, and producer, Pete Steffen, that's what we feel they would say if these balls could talk. Bye. Bye, everyone. Have a good night, Thanks everybody. For Thanks for watching. If these balls-